Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, baby. What are you using? You on your phone? Yeah, I'm using a cell phone. You know, my my uh, my internet don't own a fucking computer. <laughs> what, you got a flip phone? Beating me up, Spotty? Yeah, I got an old Nextel chirp. Chirp, chirp, really? You got Obama phone? Yeah, you didn't know? <laughs> I love those Obama phones. Those are... Those are the ones, those are the phones that you can't track when you're selling drugs. Were they? Yeah. Are you selling drugs? Is there something I should know about? What's going on here? I only sell drugs. Sell what drugs are you selling today? Uh, ink on skin. It is addictive. <laughs> yes, sir. You just, you just did your last tattoo? No, they, uh, I canceled so I could talk to you. No, uh, no, look, you make me feel special. Yeah, you are special. You're my guy. Now? Yeah. Fuck them. They didn't matter whether they're going to get. What were they going to get? I'm going to get a half sleep. I didn't really have the energy today. Trust yeah, gonna put it, at 6 o'clock, they were going to be like, cool, half sleep. Yeah, that's how I do it. They call me uh, the night shift. The graveyard <laughs> shift. Well. This is later than I normally my energy is way down. So I'm going to depend on you. Otherwise I'm gonna be doing ASMR. I like your uh I like your Barry mm -hmm. White voice though. Is that good? Should oh, right. right. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> how you been, brother? How's how's the day in life of um famous and still working tattoo artist? It's great. I think the best part about everything is coming home. You know? Where's just, home for you? You're Brooklyn uh, Jazz, but uh, is is Brooklyn still home? No. I'm, I'm currently in Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah. That's where you're living currently. That's where home is. Yep, this is where home is, Chesapeake. Okay. So I don't That's where you're calling home. us from today? Yeah, I don't want you calling me Chesapeake Jazz, though. That doesn't sound too good. <laughs> It sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a little Chess bird. Jazz. Well, isn't that then they're saying you can take you can take the the jazz out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of jazz. That is right. That sounds almost sexual. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seemed more New Orleans to me too, though, because that that's the birthplace of jazz. Where well, was the birthplace of jazz? Let's talk about that. Get me started. Do we do? Were we born and raised in in Brooklyn? No, I was actually born in Los Angeles. That's a long. So, what part of Los Angeles? Um, uh, East Los Angeles, where the Chicanos are. East LA, East, East LA up. jazz doesn't sound uh, nearly as cool either, to be honest. And then, um, at the at the tender age of uh, seven, eight years old, I uh, moved to Rhode Island. That that town's too small for you. Too small. Yeah, guy, your size, you're gonna you're gonna tip it. It's gonna fall off into the ocean. For sure. And then uh, <laughs> from Rhode Island, I moved to New York when I was uh, 19. Is that and and so obviously Brooklyn Jazz that did, you didn't get that when you were in East LA or Rhode Island. Not at all. When you moved to New York, you must have moved to Brooklyn. Yes, sir. I sure did. But they don't give you the name Brooklyn Jazz when you arrive in New York either. Am I wrong? Like you gotta, you gotta go to Detroit or something to be Brooklyn Jazz. Yeah, or 
Oh, you just got to earn it, you know? Hmm. How, I, what, what are, what's, did you have to get beat in? You mean like, like the, everybody with a city moniker in their name was just like Philadelphia. Eddie was, was lining <laughs> up with the guys and they're like, give him a crack for me. Philadelphia. Eddie was actually from, from Queens, New York. I was I was slightly aware of that. It, then <laughs> tattooing wasn't legal in Queens, and while he was helping to fight to have it legalized, if I'm not mistaken, he went to Philadelphia. Is that the story that you have? Yeah, that's 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 one of the stories. He How much? To, mm -hmm. He tried yeah. to uh, get it legal, and then a couple of guys, Stan Moskowitz and some others, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, opened up in Brooklyn on Flatbush Avenue. Heyo, Brooklyn Jazz. But they got Did shut you run into these guys. Uh no, I wasn't. I probably wasn't even alive. Yeah, a long yet. time ago. Okay. I'm just what for this. The history must have stuck around that you know this story enough. We're talking about Bowery Stan, right? Yes, Bowery Stan Moskowitz. Absolutely. Uh huh. And. The Bowery was not a place that you would generally go and want to hang out unless you were of the tattooed type, right? The tattoo type? Well, you want to eat some freaking uh, Chinese duck. Oh, man. I, well, I would have been there all the time, I think. I would imagine. I, I love that, that plum sauce. That, <laughs> that, would be the only, <laughs> that would be the only reason why I'll go there, to eat the duck. It's for the duck? Oh, yeah. You're a, you're a fan, too? What about the plum sauce? Plum sauce is awesome. But that duck, mm -hmm. I ate so much duck now I can't even eat it anymore because the fucking, you know, the cholesterol. <laughs> Sounds like, okay. Sounds like you're eating duck now. I mean, actually, banana chips. <laughs> <laughs> what? You uh, you had to give up duck because what? It was, it was causing your heart problems? Nah, I just, I just, you know, I just didn't feel right doing it. I'm like, this mm -hmm. is something about it's not right. You were eating that much of it. Yeah, so I just stopped. So I just only eat it once a year. You know, that seems like a big, a drastic change. Drastic, super drastic. But now you can enjoy it more. Is that it too? Yeah, and when you know, when I have that shit once a year. Like, fuck, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, but what about? I mean, sex would be the same way. You doing that too? Then, of course, <laughs> you do it once a year, and it's fucking awesome. Once a year, uh, well, every day with my hand, but once a year, yeah, with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to keep your expectations, you're just still yeah. in awe of it, right? Of course, I don't Makes have sense. hand for no reason. That is something that is epitomous with big jazz is, uh -huh. um, is masturbation jokes, a certain yeah. amount of sexual harassment. I don't know who I can talk to HR about it, but I know I've been molested. You've touched me deep, deep inside of me somewhere. I don't know if it was right. And um, penises. Why is it Jazz always has a, a phallus around him? You know, dicks are funny. You know, you know, they're funny looking objects. You know, <laughs> you know, you 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 know. I, I went to this. Uh, I went to this play once. I was invited, and I wasn't really sure what this play was all about. You know, I thought it was a comedy, but it was a play in Manhattan. Uh, I would say early 2000s. It was called uh, Puppetry of the Penis. 
I've heard of this. <laughs> but and when I'm, you go to see puppetry of the penis, you know that you're in store for some no, cockgoglin, right? Oh man, it's fucking funny as hell. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. To explain. Give us a give us a roundabout. What are what are we looking at when we when we get through all the cues? You know, we get our popcorn. I'm guessing, right? Juju beads. What yeah. What are you eating while you're watching puppetry of the penis? I'm, Is there somebody going down the aisles with beer? I'm eating. A, I'm eating a fucking uh, a New York fucking hot dog. <laughs> no duck. Okay. <laughs> are the people in the aisles like? Would you like to buy your wife some flowers, sir? And then the <laughs> show starts. Oh man. You Guys are like playing with their dicks like it's fucking Play-Doh. <laughs> what are they doing with these things? What I I heard the idea of it, and I'm like, how can you possibly entertain anybody for more than I'm gonna put it out there? Like, if I had to just like take the amount that I think I could entertain people with my penis without oh. doing anything sexual, right? And then uh and then and then imagine and double it. I'm at 45 minutes. Well, you know, they could put on a show. They could put on like uh, with like costume changes. Is that it's like Britney Spears? Yeah. You got to do a bunch of costume changes. Now you feel like you watched more, yeah, more like, entertainment with the with the dick. You know, uh, you know, shadow puppets, that type of thing. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> they were making Coxaurus Rexes. Yeah. It is. Was this the inspiration then for the Flash? pages that you've drawn of um of so many well, phallic that 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 i want to say that was quite the inspiration i would say this one zach is some uh, running jokes we had back in brooklyn my landlord he would always uh talk to all my guys all my employees the guys employees but he'll say dick behind their name so they'll say like one of my other guys, he he was kind of short, so he'll go, "Hey, what's up, short dick?" And then he'll see another guy, up, rat dick. So, then one time, one of my guys, short dick, he got upset. And, yeah, that's uh, not the one. If you're picking the names, I'd rather be rat dick than short dick. Right. Like if it's going around the table, like uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Right? And Steve Buscemi's like, I don't want to be <laughs> Mr. Pink. I don't want to be Mr. Short Dick. Why can't he be short dick? I don't want to be short dick. So, so short dick got upset and kind of, you know, manned up, manned up. And he mm -hmm. said, what's up there, old balls? So he said, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bill, he walked back to where I was. And he said, after Bill was leaving, he said to short dick, he goes, all right, bitch, show dick. So... <laughs> So after that, we would just have all these dick jokes. That's just been a long, you know, long going thing for me, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I figured you'd need somewhere to blame it. The origin story might need some work. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'd embellish it if I were you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's make it a little bit better right away. Uh, see, they were gonna fight, but they never did. I don't know, man. I it wish they would, like, but he was. Yeah. You wish so now. This is the story, man. This is our life. We get to change it how we want, right? Yeah, he had, and, and you know, he had a young lady with him too. So he was, you know, short dick did or the or the landlord, the landlord. So mm. called him old balls. I think the woman kind of chuckled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All that. <laughs> 
that got to his heart. He's like, oh shit, this guy fucking making me look stupid. I just want to call him short. Call me old right. ball. Right. What's up, old balls? They're sagging on the floor. You're that so, guy at the at yeah. the um at the gym that's got to put his leg up. Talk to you. Let me tell you about them Patriots. Yeah, got his leg up on the bleachers. Balls right sagging here. down below his, his, his toe. Like like fucking uh, nuts look like a fucking uh, eight ball in a tube sock. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, Candy just came in and rolled her eyes. So I'm I'm gonna, you know, I don't know. Is it? I'm gonna say yes. It's it, in that case, I'm thinking like I was I was on the you know fence about it until she came in and was like, oh my god, whatever. And I was like, yep, it's funny. It's official now. <laughs> well, where does Brooklyn Brooklyn Jazz comes from when you leave this this day? No, I mean your <laughs> landlord wasn't calling you Brooklyn Jazz, he was calling you Jazz, right? Yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted to know, let everyone know where I was from, you know, uh, where I started my tattoo career in Brooklyn, you know, so I had to pay homage to uh, to Brooklyn, you know, when I started tattooing, you know, I started tattooing and I had no, I had no teacher, you know, I used to do club security back in the day. You, security. Yeah, hmm. a little guy like me, right? <laughs> Little guy like you. Yeah, so I was doing club security. And then I was tattooing inside strip clubs. This is when tattooing was barely legal. I was going to say, even in New York City, it was still not legal for a long, long time, right? It didn't become legal until 1997. 97. So when (laughs) you started, when, 97 prior? 96? I started in 94. (laughs) <laughs> and you're in the strip joint head to it? Yeah, I would do like a Saturday night. They gave me a, they roped, they roped off the area and it's fucking hot, sweaty in there. I'm sweating all over fucking tattoos and like my gloves feel like they want to slide off my hands and it's so fucking hot in there. Tattooing to the neon light. Yeah. Well, I had, I had a little, one of those, uh, one of those odd job kind of uh, spotlights, the ones that turn you to a rotisserie chicken. So I was fucking oh. hot, <laughs> you know. Then the shit was so hot, you touch the light bulb, you fucking burn your finger. I remember. Well, I'm guessing what the same kind that you would like paint houses underneath, right? You'd, you'd break That's out and, cool. and do your car engine your repairs with. For sure. For sure. So you're sweating all over. What about the ass sweat? The girls, uh getting tattooed are they around it's like it's like five or six strippers around me and i'm like in a you know it's like kind of like a huddle they're all watching and i'm sweating all over <laughs> fucking four broads tattoo and how many nights this was one time right or is this every I, night for a I while did this, did this once a week for like uh three weeks so this is awesome this is the way i see you from now on it's like every single time you're tattooing, you got like three to four naked women standing around with your cash hanging out of their G strings. Yeah. <laughs> but with the sweaty tattoo. Jesus yeah. Christ. But you're usually a little sweaty anyways, at least on load in day. That's that 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 you you've never lied about that, my brother. 
Christ. So I'm guessing that that would fall right in suit with, uh, you know, the sweaty, uh, this image that I have now in my head. I want to lose it. I like it. Jazz <laughs> at the strip club. Do you still go to the strip club or do you not bring your machines? I don't have no desire. I have no desire to go to any strip club. To be honest, it's fucking boring. I don't like to spend money anyway. You know? Mm-hmm. Call me the, cheap. They call me the black Jew. You call you the black Jew. Who calls you the black Jew? I've I've heard you call you that. Oh, y'all heard you call me that too. No, don't, don't, <laughs> oh, yeah. don't pretend. <laughs> I don't say that. It sounds like a racial epitaph. I don't nah. talk that. <laughs> Try nah, to get canceled over here. Nah, it's, it's more it's more on the religious aspect. I wouldn't say it's racial. Oh, are you religious then? Not really. Well, I thought you were going to tell me, yeah, Kyle, I'm a rabbi. thought that's where this story was going. Well, if I Ra- did that. Rabbi Brooklyn Jazz. If I did that, then I'll, then I'll get canceled for real. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna Kanye West me. <laughs> well, why? You're going to be a rabbi that hates Jews? That doesn't even make sense. You're going to yeah. be the one rabbi that, that's all about them, right? Or, I, I guess I, they're all probably. I love Jews. Those are some of my favorite people. Well, you're right there in New York, so you actually have plenty of them around. Plenty. Some of the best people I know are Jewish. You know, I hear this from a friend of ours, actually. You know Popo. Yeah. So I hear Popo explaining some of the reasons why he believes advancements happen quicker in places like New York City and... um and say LA or on the coast where these things happen faster. And he's actually blames it. It happens because of um, the integration actually, because of all the uh, different diverse cultures finding ways to tolerate and live together that they actually um, are confronted with many of the problems that others might have in society first and work them out eventually peaceably. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're in New York. What What do you see? You, you feel that there's, I know that it can seem like a very intolerant place. But that's why I took exception. I was like, wow, that's the first time I've ever thought of that. But honestly, a lot of civil, civil rights type movements and things are uh-huh. strong in those areas. Um, people have identities and, and they are living in close proximity to each other. And it isn't this war zone or they're, they're not so worried about immigration like they might be in um, Texas or something like that? Well, I would say my experience in New York City is very divided. It might seem like it's integrated. It looks integrated, but it's not integrated. It's definitely it's definitely a divided uh, city. Um, and you can tell by sections uh, of Brooklyn, sections of Queens, sections of the Bronx, or oh, Staten Island still 1955, uh, you know, <laughs> Long, Long Island. So I, I had heard that Staten Island was actually formed the way it was out of some amount of racism. Ooh, tell me about it. No, have you heard this? That they, they actually made all the bridges. Uh, so that buses couldn't pass through them. Well, that's definitely uh, uh, 
Now I'm trying to think about this Verrazano Bridge. I think buses could go. I think buses could pass over to Verrazano with no problem. Okay. I don't live there. I'd, someone someone told me that another person there backed it up. I thought it was of interest because I was driving my RV through there and it's very difficult to get any because all the roads down there were like, can't bring a truck down here. Well, Staten Island is a little spread out more than most boroughs. It has a little bit more space the way by the way it's designed, but it's, ah, Staten Island is just straight up racist, bro. <laughs> well, I was amazed to hear in this fashion, that, or at least the thought, that because of the racism and then the having to work it up, that they, uh, Popo at least, believed, I, I, I should have him on. I, I'll ask him that question. Huh? Yeah. That's a question for him. Let, let me ask, let's talk about Stinkmaster there. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk, let's talk about casting. What, what, what was your experience with that? All right, so... For me, how it started was um, I got a message on Instagram. And then some, the person said, hey, this is casting for Ink Master, blah, blah, blah. We would like to interview you. Give us a shout. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So this is a fucking scam. Well, was this, uh, what, the same year you were on then? or Same, same year. Well, your friends are getting these things too. I'd been on. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, but I wasn't really sure. Like, I'm like, they contacted me. Okay. So I answered back and then they said, let's do a Skype call. And then I did the Skype call. They loved, they loved me on the Skype call. I had the woman laughing. Then uh, the process started with all the paperwork. You know, and here I am. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a, a whole bunch of jumps and hoops then. But you say you, you thought they were pulling your leg for a minute. I thought they were. But when I did my paperwork, I found out I had a warrant for my arrest in Arizona. So I almost didn't get on the show. What you got an arrest for? A fucking speeding ticket from like 2007. I thought pay them speeding tickets. Mm -hmm. I knew I paid off, but this was back in the day where you just mailed the shit. They said they never got it. So I follow. I got yeah. it. Or sometimes you have to get a clearance from certain states to set up yeah. their little speed traps. Oh, yeah. You paid the fine, but you never got the clearance. You got to go down to the clerk for that. Talk to the clerk. Yep. Uh, she's going to get you the clearance you need. So I got it. I got it. I got it adjudicated. And then uh, they send in the paperwork, and uh, that was it. Good to go. Yeah, our way to Ink Master. That was yeah. one of the competition ones, right? Or was that a Shop Wars? What was that? That was season? Battle of the Sexes. Uh oh. Yeah. Jazz, Jazz the Misogynist. Oh, yeah. That's my nickname. I, I love to massage you. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going, did you already know when, uh, when, they're, when you're showing up, or do they kind of reveal while you're there this is Battle of the Sexes? Yeah, the minute you know they they you know they when we did the walkthrough the the beginning we were at, in this little castle look area in Queens, kind of bored mm -hmm. them in half a little bit, and uh, Dave Navarro was like, uh, "Welcome, the Ink Master, blah blah blah, battle of the sexes," and then you know they had us all look around. 
<laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. So then they want your reactions. Of, oh, that's why. Yeah. Were you already divided up? Did they have you standing like girls over on this side, guys on that side? Exactly. They had us marching like uh, SS soldiers. <laughs> how hard was it to when they had you goose stepping, huh? They're, they're doing the whole fucking bit. What, how, how taken aback did people seem by it? Did everybody roll with it and start forming alliances as per? I would say, I would say, kind of, yeah, people started that. It's, I, I saw it in the beginning. People looked at this guy work and blah, blah, blah. Uh, for me, I felt like I was the odd guy out because, you know, uh, I don't use iPads or, uh, I, at the time, I wasn't using a, a dildo tattoo machine yet. <laughs> now uh, you are? Yeah, now I am, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you like the phalluses around you so much that would have been an easy, you know, that would have been the go-to. You would have been the first to switch. Yeah, that's uh, one of my other nicknames, Jimmy Fallick, you know. <laughs> so so when you get there, you're feeling old guy around everybody? Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, some okay. guys freaking out, tight shirts on and. Doing these little pretty ass tattoos. Doesn't what are my... you doing? Are you doing ugly tattoos? I'm just doing balls to the wall, baby. What tattoos are supposed to look like? Bleeding for like fucking. Like it. <laughs> for what? Two, three days? Yeah. <laughs> I want your tattoo bleeding for two weeks after I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you're going to tattoo the soul, huh? Exactly. It's deep in there, so we got to get yeah. to it. Tattoos last 30 years after you're dead. <laughs> in your bones. Um, How's that take off on Ink Master? Uh... I, when I went there, I was uh, lucky, I feel, as that it was early in their casting. And so we really weren't getting the type of heavy hitters that we yeah. see now doing the pretty tattoos with tight pants. You're like, what the fuck are you, a model? And you're thinking, this piece of shit, he can't fucking tattoo. And then you see the shit they do, and you're like, oh, well. Yeah, they do. They, 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 but they have all these crutches. This is the thing. They have all these crutches, you know, like, yeah, the tattoos look pretty. But if I take all that shit away from you, you have no imagination because you're pulling everything off the fucking internet. So, of course. This shit is going to be fucking pretty. You can't even draw a rose off the top of your head. You know? Half right. of these. So, man, there's no, there was only a few that were very talented that I knew that, okay, this, these are these are real, the real tattooers um, that are doing something awesome. But some, some others were like, eh, okay, if you don't have the internet, you won't be shit. If you have your stupid fucking iPad, you won't be anything. Does it make you sometimes pray for the apocalypse so that you can have to watch these guys run around and be like, my iPad? Exactly. I'm I'm ready. Because I still be tattooing zombies. It don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, uh-uh, I don't need any stencil paper. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. I'm going to use some acetate just for old time's sake. Exactly. Like, half of these guys cutting the even draw something, you know, the, the shit looks pretty, 
So if anything would be pretty if you fucking can trace the shit and you take time you're doing that shit for so long. Of course, you know. Now but, we just sound old and bitter. Honest. <laughs> it's just it's just real. You know? It's real. <clears throat> I do know that um, many people will talk. I, I am tired of it a bit, and, and I think I'll chastise anybody listening about it, uh, some small amount. When when they talk about, you know, you, no one needs to include any more. Oh yeah, he's only been doing it two years. Look at the shit he's doing. You know, when when you're talking about how good somebody is, you yeah. no longer need to tell me he's only been tattooing two years because I already assume it. I already assume as soon as I look at something that's just gorgeous and breathtaking and jaw dropping, I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, six months, right? This yeah. kid just picked up a machine, right? Because he's been doing art his whole life somewhere else. He couldn't succeed being a fine artist, so he was like, oh, I'm gonna go fuck around in your business. Yeah. Some of us were born into this. Some of us had no choice. Some yeah. of this tattooing chose us. You fail at being a fine artist. Now you're fucking. Yeah, anyways, I'm, that's my rant. I'm I'm done bitching, though. I love when you rant. Your rants are the, are the fucking best. <laughs> well, you remember when we were going, I was going after the guy playing the music. Oh, that was the best. I wish I would have filmed that. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. That was too much, though. I couldn't. Oh, there's, well, there's an amount. I can't no. remember it, but it was like this. If your music um doesn't rely on any rhyme, but instead repetition... You know, I'm, I I don't talk. I can't. It's it's tough, and I can do it for one to two days. But that was on the third day. Yeah, I almost I almost sent you to HR, bro. Hey, <laughs> Kyle's fruiting up, man. He's gonna need some quaaludes. Fucking Henry Rollins. <laughs> well, I was thankful to have you there because uh, I don't know. It feels like family. Yes, sir. And then, honestly, when I was going off on my rant, I could tell that you guys were having too much fun watching me be an idiot. And so I was like, I'm going with it. <laughs> well, Kyle's being dumb again. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, Kyle's being dumb again. Give the people what they want. You understand. Oh, for sure. So how much did you feel a, a desire or a necessity to do that on the show? Give people the entertainment that they want. I just, I just, for me, I just was being myself, you know. I, I didn't really have a plan on trying to be, you know, any type of uh, villain or. God I, damn it. No villain? Nah, that's I not. tell you, if they ever return my fucking pleading calls. When when I beg Andrea through my emails or whatever, if they ever recognize that I'm alive again, I'm going back. I'm being a villain. Really? Oh yeah. Don't you? Would you? What would if you went back? What would you? Would you? What I'd would you a, do? I'd be the same motherfucker, yo. <sighs> every <laughs> every single time, I'd be the same guy. Well, you know what? I'm lying. Uh huh. Okay, good. When I went Who back, are you gonna be? When I did grudge match, I was a little meaner. Yeah. No, and you, but not for a per. That was probably just because you were pissed off, though, right? You're like, I'm tired of this shit already. I thought it was going to be kind of different. It's exactly the same. No, I just, you know, uh, I was brought back because one of the guys had a, a beef with me. And it was fun. But we didn't really have a beef, but 
It was fun, though. I said, you know, talking a lot of shit to him. He was talking back, but, you know, I, I kept giggling, so. Who ends up, did you win? Did did he win? Of course he won. He, he's one of those pretty, pretty people tattooers. Well, what was his grudge against you? He said I uh, turned my back on him on the first challenge and he when he almost went home. And I'm like, huh? Wait a second, let me understand this. So he's he was there longer than you? He was there longer than me, yeah. And he's given a choice. Hey, would you like an I'm gonna be a dick here, okay? Give me a <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I'm a I don't know. I'll credit. So he, I, I'm imagining this maybe, but he puts, he's, hey, dude, you know, you made it here for a while. Uh, yeah. But there's still 15 minutes of fame. You can milk another 36 seconds at least. And right. you can go on this stupid show called Grudge Match. But here's the thing you got to have somebody you don't like. Who don't you like? And he was like, um, um, jazz. <laughs> Like he doesn't even shoot his shot. I'm not trying to say that you're not no, but he, but in the pecking order of the show, uh -huh. he's going backwards. Yeah, well. So you went home before him, and if so, if he wins against you, nothing changes. Exactly. And if you win against him, you get to take down the giant. God damn it! I wanted you to win. Now I want you to win more. Now I'm gonna have to watch it too. Yeah, it was fun though. <laughs> you know, I would you go back? Oh yeah, I go. I'll go back. You I see the heavy hitters they got now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJ Tamby, what the fuck? What 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 are you gonna do against it? Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to discourage you. This is how I feel. What the fuck am I going to do to try and beat DJ Tamby? Kick him in his knees? Uh, we can probably fucking put some gloves on. That's the only way I can beat him. I can't beat him. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, listen, you got to wear 12-ounce gloves while you tattoo. Yeah, you know, that's that's the only way I can beat him if he puts... If we bomb... Uh, Laura Marie. Let's go over some of these these contestants. Ooh. Are you familiar... The ones you're familiar with, let me know what yeah. you think of them. Uh-huh. Laura Marie. Another, oh, another. She was lover. great. She was one of the people that when I looked at her, I said, "This mm -hmm. girl, this girl has a, she's on to something." That's just one of the people that's okay. She, she could probably win because mm -hmm. she had a lot of good ideas. You know, she had great ideas. She did win, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, she did. So um, I wasn't really surprised when she won. No, no, I think. Even uh, other contestants pretty much were just, oh, yeah, Lori's going to win. They just kind of, that was the, the immediate assumption. Mm -hmm. Um, What about, D we already talked about DJ. What about Bubba? I like Bubba, though. I know. And if you see, honestly, like I, I competed against him with season four, I think, right? And, and then uh, if I was to go back on a season and I, around the same time he went back with DJ Tamby, I would have expected him to be the same Bubba. Right. But that wasn't the Bubba that we got. He was, I mean, many people will be like, oh yeah, DJ helped him and stuff. Yeah, DJ helped him. But Bubba learned all that shit. He applies it now. Some of his tattoos now 
are, you know, breathtaking. He does black and gray, right? A lot of it. He does that color infused stuff a bit now here too. I think he's kind of doing everything. Yeah, I know that I was impressed about his, his, his what he what he picked up. Yeah, DJ is a fucking monster. Yes, yes. I don't even Who, think he's, I don't even think he's being a, a contestant anymore. He's just just to be. Well, he doesn't have uh, haunting wolf eyes, so he yeah. can't. So he can't take. They need to give. I, I don't know. I I felt the same right when you. I, have you watched recent seasons then? Like season no. uh, thirteen, season fourteen. No, no, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it now. What what sour John it? Little racist Dolly. Who? <laughs> Little racist Dolly. Who the fuck is that? Oliver Peck. Oh. <laughs> you were like fuck that man. I don't like your hot loony costume. No, he's not racist. No. Give us your take at. He's your friend. Yeah, I've been knowing him uh, even before Ink Match was going on. Well, I always call him Little Racist Dolly on here, um, mostly out of fun. But give us some insight of how you feel you know this and defend the man a bit for us, you know, because otherwise you just got me talking all kinds of shit about the guy. He won't come on the show. I think uh, I've seen these pictures years ago of the, uh, you know, him dressed mm -hmm. like Will Chamberlain. I think another Kobe Bryant. But I don't know. I just never looked at it as racist. I just was like, okay, Halloween. <laughs> I never really thought into it to say, oh, you know what? That's fucking racist. Right, uh, but at, at but you have hung out with him too. You're yeah. black, so obviously. You you would feel, or you imagine at least, I would figure that you would feel some kind of trepidation or, or some kind of unease feeling around him. You would get some kind of no uh, idea. Now, I'm not saying that you do get that, but that you actually didn't get that from him instead. Right? Never, never. Nice. Right on. But, I'm a little depressed. But, I might have to stop calling him a little racist, Dolly. But what? But the thing is. So I'm going to tell you a little story, what happened. So, I don't know if he even wants me to even say this shit, but I'll say it anyway. I love uh, it already. When that happened, I don't know how all of that bombshell broke. I don't know how it started. I don't know who leaked all this shit, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I was hearing a lot of stuff, and then he, he, uh, he texted me on Instagram, I was like, hey, man, I hope you don't think I'm racist. And then Dave Navarro hit me up and said the same thing to me. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not worried about that. Nothing. I'm like, nah, you don't even have to even hit me up to even say that. So if you're doing that, that means you're racist. <laughs> Well, there's there's an there's an element there to, to truth in what you're saying. There is some kind of like, why why did you need to do that? Yeah. But obviously, you're black, and he is your friend, so yeah. he does. It does matter to him. Exactly. So it matters because if it didn't matter, he wouldn't give a fuck. So he he sent me a t-shirt, and uh, he sent me a t-shirt and uh, hat. Right. So I just posted on Instagram. Hey, I said, Hey, Oliver, thanks for the uh, the swag. Mm -hmm. 
So some black tattooers, and this was around when the pandemic, so a lot of people didn't have anything to fucking do but fucking try okay. to get Right? So they got right. on my fan page and was like, ah, you see that? You see this? Cone. What else did they say? Some people are just good with just scraps. And I'm like, yo, if you guys have something to say to me, you could hit me up on private, but don't write this shit on my page because I don't know you like that. And you don't know the relationship I have with this guy here. So, how long have you known Ali? Ooh. Goes back, huh? Yes. Before they even had a TV show called Ignessa. Um, yeah. It's funny what people's perceptions are. Uh, I had Dave Bell on here. And, you know, I, I routinely will ask people to ask me questions. Um, they every A lot of people uh, that responded wanted to know about why he had a racist tattoo on his forehead. Are you familiar with that tattoo? What, Dave Bell's? Yeah. Uh, a, ta- a tattoo that he told me you did. That people, it's actually 810 or 818. I can't remember. I can't even remember the tattoo uh, that I. I do remember tattooing his forehead, but I can't remember what it was. Would you have remembered if it was eight eight for Hail Hitler? Uh, I'm guessing the- that. Yeah, he explained. So it looks like eight eight, and many people see it as such, meaning Hail Hitler, which is and because he has a bald head. Um, Many people take it as that. However, as he explains to me, it's 818, which was his area code where he was from in in California, if I'm not mistaken. How I remember. Yes. 818. And it has a lightning bolt in the middle of it. Now, unironically enough, (laughs) a lightning bolt is also, 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 how am I going to say this? Also, often a racist symbol. With that, I understand. I guess I get all that, but this is how I did my ones back then in that in that style. So that's just oh, it was I, you doing it more than him. Yeah, you racist, you they, fucking only, racist. Only on Thursdays. Obviously, everything they said about you is true. Yes, that's true. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to even say something as dumb as that. Uh, I don't mean it. Obviously, you know that I they love the jazz. They call me uh. The, the Clayton Bixby with sight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if liking other people should be allowed to make you a uh, racist because racist is about hating. I, um, I think somewhere in it, we should be able to find some understanding. Here's, I guess, my stupid story with it, right? So I tattooed this white kid back in the day and he's, um he, he's, out of the joint he's had a life but he's now doing the 12 steps and he's super preachy with me and he's he's just preaching all the time when i'm in the chair a little bit you know and i've come from a religious background so i'm feeding it back at him i don't care you know and we're going back and forth well he's also a racist and he talks about uh at one point while i'm tattooing him he explained that his son um used the n-word at thanksgiving to say that he wouldn't sit at the kid table with a kid that was a mixed uh races um from his sister-in-law or something like that and he like backed him up on it and i was like wow that's 
I mean, it's, there's time for parenting and that seems like it would be the time. And I feel like you did the exact wrong thing. You know, I'm not scared to tell him. Uh, and, and he goes back and he's got all this hate and vitriol for a while. And th then I had, I had to, the epiphany. I was like, well, wait, what about your God? Cause he obviously made those people too. How does God, how does your God that you always preach to me about this God of love that saved your life, that got you off the heroin, that, that made you a better person, that's giving you this, uh, this, you know, hope for the future. How would he see it? And he had to put his head down and he says, man, yeah, he's working on me. Okay. Now, regard removed from that, though, I see this guy 10, 15 years later. He's okay. got a full ministry, right? He's uh, he's helping people with Jesus Christ and all that, getting them off the drugs and all the same kind of stuff. However, now he has several friends that are black, and he's changed, and he's had a softened heart over time of this. If that, So at one point, I feel like, yes, I get your judgment. But to imagine that everybody is always the same and have no room for for them to learn. Like right. I let, let's say that is bad of it is bad. I don't think kids should have dressed up in many of those outfits. Right. But until he was aware of it, it wasn't bad. Now at the same time, dressing up in some of those outfits, it's only funny because you're aware of how some people take it. Right. But I don't imagine that it's he's he's not going to propagate that you know what i mean he's not like uh going to just a, a hangout of white people i guess i don't know what he's doing i'm I'm trying to find ways to, to like i still like calling him little racist dolly though it just it rolls off my tongue a little bit better so why, he, so, he, so why do you feel he, so why do you feel you should call him that um because he called me insane and to some extent Okay. He, he caused uh he when when he gave in to that i was done that was he called me insane the other dude had been calling me insane the whole time and it was a moment that i realized i was just there for the entertainment and that he had some recognition of that that his amount of uh, respect for me was not that of a human it was that of this contestant or this this not even contestant this material that I use to further my own career. Okay. Okay. But that. from that, so out of that, I just, I, I, for all those guys, I mean, even Dave Navarro, I used to listen to his guitar solos and think he was a genius. Now, I don't... <laughs> okay. That's not true. That's not true. Um, I still like his music, but there is, I, I, uh, in a funny way, I'd have reserved the right to do the same. Certainly, if I run into him again, there's no way I'm not calling a little racist Dolly to give him a chance to at least apologize or, um, you know, make it right or let me acknowledge it. It's not like I'm going to have this elephant in the room. Now, think of it. Well, I want to play the devil's advocate here. <laughs> do you think that was all for the show that he called you that? Or do you think that he really meant that in his heart to call you insane? Yeah, I was insane. Yeah. Uh, you know, I felt like it was uh, it was hard to tell the difference. If you stand in front of me and you say one thing, though, I'm going to imagine you mean it. And that was that was a part of it. That was the, the part of the anger, at least, is that if you don't mean these things and you say them, then actually double fuck you. And I'm going to pull your mustache out. Wow. 
<laughs> but the other part of it is I like to call him racist alley because he has any any opportunity to come on the show at any time. It's an open invitation to any of those judges. They're more than welcome to come on the podcast and uh, correct the error. You see, I've recognized that Jake Paul is not where he's at because he's such a good boxer, but because he's such a good piece of shit at starting fights. And if we're going to go forward, I don't, there's no retirement in tattoos, man. I'm going to have to figure something out. So if I keep on just calling people pieces of shit, then uh, I can wait until they, you know, raise my stock by, by, you know, engaging. So you, so you like you, so you're more like shock value, like a shock jock. No, more like just straight troll shit. Just I'm, a, okay. I'm a troll living under a bridge. I hear um, Billy Goat stomping above, and I'm like, I want Billy Goats off my property. And so, I don't know. No, I'm just a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a troll. Completely honest. Um, I have decided to say that because really, it just gives me a segue in the podcast to get other people's opinions on it. My opinion of the guy's racist or racisms doesn't really matter. I think that a lot of what he did, I would have never done. Like uh, some of those outfits, one of those outfits was way in above and beyond, but I really like asking uh, people to come on the podcast that are black because I don't have your perspective. You know, I didn't grow up in your skin. I didn't grow up where you grew up. I don't know who you know or what you've been, you know? So like, right. That, so to me, call? this podcast is about that. It's getting perspective. And if I hear someone like yourself have the chance to defend him and then then defend him, I feel better about him as a regard, yeah. despite calling him the racist Ollie. Uh, and I feel better about you, too, you know, like to see at least there's this forgiving part of you or this hum human side. I think it um it works to help us all. I wouldn't say it's a forgiving quality that I have. I just see people as... People do a lot of dumb shit, and sometimes, even if they even if they join a group like skinheads or this, you know, or like, mm -hmm. the, or like the gentleman you just was just talking about, I don't see. I don't know. Maybe I look at people as lost, and they, I get that, and they join they join the bandwagon, and they have these talking points of a group and they're not really being themselves and then they teach it on to their kids but in, the, in, in hindsight sometimes they're real good people at heart but they just don't they're misguided and undecided yeah I, I see a, a lot of that in watching older generations that end up having grandchildren that are interracial and it's it's so i don't know it's kind of refreshing to see i don't imagine that they hate it because i guess i don't have this whole lifespan of them but to see like a straight up white grandpa that you would imagine removed from his grandchild you know yeah. was just this racist you know uh uh i don't know whatever you would want to put on a racist <laughs> whatever uh stigmas you would put on a race and then to see him and you see him with his granddaughter pushing her on a swing or driving around having a blast with her and you realize that that it is it's just a matter of time right they um good things eventually come even from that anger that hatred that is racism eventually the truth and the light and the love is seen right yeah just like popo said happens in new york 
Yeah. It's because you guys already dealt with all the racism. Nah. You see how quick you are to be able to forgive it now, too? It's, it's nah, admirable. Not, not in the fact that uh, I forgive it. I just don't let it consume who I am. And, you know, I'll get angry about things that I can't really control. You know? So if somebody yes. wants this, go ahead. And what okay. about, there's there's possibly another aspect too where it's not even any, if you are mad about it, like you say, there's no real control. But does it help you change it? it which I know is saying there's no control, but also oftentimes does the opposite right so if you he meet a racist uh -huh. and he fucking hates you because of who you are right just because of the color and, and then you're a dick back he walks away from that conversation like yep just like yesterday exact same shit yeah nothing's well. changed but then when you can give forgiveness or um civility right just because oh well that guy's lost he don't really get it man it must suck for him every day of his life is just enraged yeah, I, I can't make, he, I, I can't force anyone to to like me this is one thing and another thing about myself i don't force myself to be in places where i'm not wanted you get what i'm saying so if i'm if mm -hmm. i'm not somewhere i'm not gonna force myself force you to serve me to me that's fucking weird you know this is how i feel about things like uh if i go to a restaurant they don't want black people in there I'm not gonna fucking go. <laughs> right. On. Why? Why am I forcing you to fucking feed me while I know you're gonna be spitting on my fucking food? Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense to me. I no, I can follow that. It's the same reason you always stuck with the predicament when you send it back. You're like, this is not medium rare. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do I do? It's yeah. well done. Yeah, I just, I just leave it. I leave it at that. You know, I let people be people. I fuck with people who fuck with me. And that's it. You know, I'm not going to make you, because even in tattooing, me started tattooing, somebody wanted me around. Somebody wanted to teach me anything. So I had to no? Use, no. How'd you learn? By intimidation, by going up to people and saying, you know, what's up? You know? <laughs> you're, uh, you're, not that you've changed so drastically, but you have changed just drastically since I've known you. When I first met you, uh -huh. you were very intimidating. I don't know. Um, maybe it's because I've gotten to know you. You're smiling more. Is that what you do now? Now do you actually smile? Yeah, I'd be no, scared to catch eyes with you back in the day. You had dreadlocks on your head that looked like uh, the, the predator. Right, right. And, and you, big intimidating person. Yeah, no, Is that with people because you know I knew I had a certain task and I knew where I wanted to be in tattooing I knew I wasn't you know I wasn't you know invited to all the the, the places but this is my this is what I wanted to do so I had to be there I had to make and you'll, you'll have to remove me then I'm gonna learn exactly so this is what I do so I had to be there I didn't want to be a fucking kitchen magician and say, hey, those, those motherfuckers don't want me over there, so I'm just going to tattoo my house for the rest of my motherfucking life. And then where's well, the everybody was one in, in New York at the time you are coming up as well, yeah. right? Yeah, but I always what? had a 
outlook. And I said, there's always going to be something better in life. So if I got to hang out with these white motherfuckers, they don't fucking like me, I don't give a fuck. Let them say, let anybody say something. I'm going to have 30 niggas up in here real quick. Shut this whole shit down. And that's it. You know? This was there I'm... ever any times like that? Was There's probably never any need, or was there? There's never right. any right. people. They, they've showed they respect me, even though they probably didn't like me in behind door, closed doors. I don't give a fuck. You know? That's on you. You don't like me, that's on you. That's it. I'm not going to fuck, you know? And, you know, a lot of people did drugs. I never did drugs in my life. Not you know? one. Not one. Not one. Lord. I've never smoked a joint with you. This is this is definitely true. But you're yeah. not you're also not drinking now that I recall that I've ever seen. I just drink lemon water to, to keep my weight down. Is it working? Oh yes. I work out quite a bit though. Just started doing jujitsu. But uh, you know, oh, shit. I've been boxing for a long time. So You're gonna hurt somebody. Uh just all love. Yeah, jitsu. Yeah. You know? Just all love. That's it. Yeah. Painful love. That's my experience with jujitsu. But on the show, was there so you intimidated your way into getting people to give you information? Is that what I'm understanding then? Yes. You would come up and you'd be like, How are you doing that? And then they'd be like, I ain't talking. And then you just stare at them hard. They'd be like, Well, no, I kind of move it this way. They felt my vibe, and I asked certain questions, and they mm -hmm. would just they gave me the answer. You know, they said, okay, this guy is fucking crazy. And I would go to, bro, I just have no fear. I don't give a fuck. I go into a fucking KKK shop and fucking go learn. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you fucking don't like black people. That's not my fucking problem. My problem. What I, I need to learn what you guys know. So that's all I care about. What you what you don't like is not my fucking business. If you had any um I don't know, tips, I guess, or for, for attitude almost for anybody starting out, would that be would would you think it would be the same now? Would you tell people well you've already had apprentice. Luke was your apprentice. Very talented artist. Yes. And you don't have one currently, I know that because you're waiting to clean up your own shop. No, I'm actually at home. I was cleaning out the pool. The oh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm sorry, man. I kept you from getting the algae down. <laughs> I thought you had to clean up the shop, so I was like, man, I know he ain't got an apprentice anymore. Isn't that Luke's job? I guess he graduated, huh? All time ago. He don't have to use a broom anymore. What, what would be your advice to somebody wanting to get in today, and how would that differ from what you would have given advice in the past to say to saving yourself well these days it's easy to get into tattooing without even uh going into a shop or the or it's so many different groups of people now that you could just find your niche and you're just around the right person and you get into a group and doing these little stick figure tattoos and uh, or stick and poke or whatever, and you find your niche. So it's not like how before it was one shop, 
burnt neighborhood. Now it's like it's everywhere, you know, especially in New York City. In the past, would have you even told somebody to find a niche and to specialize? No. You would have said do everything. Do that fucking tattoo and shut the fuck up. That's what I would have told him. I said, you can't do it. Get the fuck out of here. You know? Now you can't get away with that for sure. You're going to you're going to go to HR. I, I definitely will. I'll report you on that one. You okay. report me, I'll report you. No, I'll never report you, brother. Said you was about to when I was going off on that trap music. No, I was uh, <laughs> reporting. You- I was going to report you to Henry Rollins. That's HR. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if that'd be good or bad. I think it'll How be does good. Henry Rollins deal with HR? I'd have to drink a lot of coffee and work out, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. I'd start telling him he's just a liar anyways. Like, whatever, man, you're just a liar. (laughs) For those that know, right? What do you know about Henry Rollins? You meet the kid? Uh, I just know about him, you know, watching MTV and shit like that, you know? Stars, Brooklyn's famous for him. Which one have you tattooed? How many times have you tattooed Jay-Z? Never. Dude, you're Brooklyn Jazz, man. Make up the stories. Come on. I got you on the show. Let's make this interesting. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give it to you again. How many times you tattooed Jay-Z? 38 million times. <laughs> it's hard to imagine he has that much skin. Yeah. It's like, no, well, he must be, he's a tall motherfucker. He, he worked on that face sleeve by now then, huh? For sure. You work on Beyonce then, too? I wish. He, he's a... Jay Z's a little territorial when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even bring her into the shop, huh? But I did tattoo. I did tattoo his uh, his his name bodyguard. No, what, what really? Yeah, and like, I still and, to this day. You still he, do what to this day? I still tattoo him to this day. He he's already retired, but you know, I've got his like all access passes to shows to jay-z shows because of him you know this is yes this is why i asked this is a hundred percent why i've asked that's Uh so you are brooklyn jazz all right you get the moniker back i was gonna try and take it from you (laughs) no no why would you want to do that Kyle, you didn't tattoo Jay. You didn't tattoo jay-z man oh you tattoo his bodyguard okay that's different all right we're getting places yeah (laughs) bodyguard I went to the first uh, concert they had at the Barclays Center that they built in Brooklyn. I was there. I had all act. This is what, 2012, 2013? I think it was 2012, 2013. But yeah, it was awesome. That is awesome. It was part of history. Yes, I was. It was beautiful to be, to go to the first event uh, at the Barclays, you know? How has it been since? Have we? Are you continuing on this echelon of tattooing star after star? Nah. Who is the next? I, I think everybody I tattoo now is a superstar. The minute I put my ink on you, you become a superstar. Good answer. That's the way that works. Who, baby? Who, who, if you could tattoo anybody in the world, who would it be? Huh? Let me see. I would love to tattoo John Gotti if he was alive. Oh, wow. Why, now, why is that? This guy, he was a saint to many. Teflon Don. 
He was a criminal to others. You know, I like to tattoo Donald Trump too. Donald Trump, he's around your area, right? Queens ain't so far. Yeah, not too far. Yeah. What would you tattoo on Donald Trump? You're fired. <laughs> He'd get it. What would you put one on on uh, on his eyelids, right? So he could close his eyes and it'd say All you're right. fired. What would you tattoo on Gotti? Uh forget about it. How you doing? <laughs> Or not. Just a calzone, something that says forget about it. That's racist, sir. Sir, that was racist. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I'm Scottish. I can't be racist. There you can. They told me. Oh, oh, fuck. All right. I did it. <laughs> Little racist Kyle now. Maybe I can go on Ollie's podcast. They're going to start calling you Kyle Hitler instead of. Oh, don't. See. <laughs> <laughs> Like, see Kyle, huh? I That's see what right. you're saying. Kyle, I see what you're doing there. He's about five foot eight. See Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they stacked shit that high. If I could tattoo anybody, I wonder, uh, uh, I don't even know who it would be. Like, you, you had great answers for that. Who would I even tattoo? Nobody. I think you'll probably tattoo, let me see, looking at a guy like you. You know who I tattoo? I tattoo Andrea. And and maybe that's why I admire Bubba so much. You know Bubba tattooed Andrea? Yeah, yeah I was right there. I was in, I was in that booth. I was uh, a little in Nashville. Yeah, yep. Man, that means something when the girl that puts the show on decides she could have had Tamby. She could have had, um, you know, uh, the, the um, sexy girl there. What's her name? Yeah, but Bubba's, Bubba's a good-looking guy, so maybe that's eye candy for her. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so it wasn't about tattoos. Maybe she's like, "I want Bubba crawling up on me." I want, I want to get on. The, I want that Bubba to call my Bubba. <laughs> I you, well, who, I'm trying to think now. Who would might be a sexier? You might be right. Bubba is Bubba the sexiest ink master. I have to put that out there. No, there's there's the Nolan kid, right? And. uh and then there's the silver kid too. And me, don't forget about me. Shit. And there's you. Yeah, there's jazz. Well, what am I sexy jazz? Isn't that what we used to call you big sexy? Yeah, big sexy. For sure. Don't forget about me, baby. Well, how does that make you feel then? You were right next to her making you chop liver. Like you were right next to Bubba while he's doing this tattoo. Like you're just chopped liver. Like, like this. I said maybe they had some sort of arrangement before. She knew I was gonna be there, so I give them a chance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now it feels awkward because now that she realizes she you're there, she would rather get tattooed by you. However, she's alright. She, she would, and she did look at me and said, "Damn, you're looking good now." I'm like, I know. <laughs> I lift the weights and shit. You know, not 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 as not as chubby as before. Did you impress upon any anything, Ponder? Did you talk to her at all then? Uh, I try to keep my distance. I would just say, hey, whatever. And that's it. You know? I couldn't wait. I got all up in there. I wanted to it's grill okay. you, you know how to do it. You're like the Mari, you're like the Mari Povich of tattooing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, Andrea, this is your child. You are the mother.
Thinkmaster is your baby. That's it. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure that that is not my baby. For sure. <laughs> Andrea, you birthed it. It's yours. Your little Frankenstein baby. What uh if if you said you would go back on, you're not scared of that. But yeah. you're not watching right now. Yeah, What's really keeping you from watching? I, I watch a lot, a lot of other fucking shits on TV. To be honest, mm. I was the only the only competition shows I watch. To be honest, that I would like to go back. That I would like to go on TV is uh, uh what's that shit called again? I forget. Uh, Meet Bobby Flay. Okay. Like, things that things that are on the Food Network. Are you a cook? Yes, I am. I went to culinary school, my friend. This is true. I actually I know the I know a few things about you now that I think I'm through better. Like you also <laughs> used to remove hemorrhoids. Yes, I did. So what kind of food did you cook after removing the hemorrhoids? I would probably make uh <laughs> giblets. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make I will make something that resembles hemorrhoids. Uh, you've had a long. You've done a lot of different jobs, right? Yes, I worked club security. I worked as a uh, surgical nurse. Surgical nurse, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, what else did I do? Oh, oh uh, worked in a bakery as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Now the culinary, have you worked doing as a chef then too? Or is it just a hobby? I, I just went to school, but I just like I like cooking here. I have a big enough kitchen where I just uh display all my uh all my talents. Whether whether it's baking or um uh, or you know culinary uh, culinary genius. What would you hope to make if you were going against Bobby Flay? Uh, my signature dish would be beef Wellington. What is that? That's uh, that's in some kind of gravy, right? It's like beef and gravy. No, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a. I would say it's a, it's an adult. Uh, it's an adult hot pocket. <laughs> okay, like a little pastry thing. Yes, I'm going to give you the rundown. So it's a tenderloin of beef. Mm, expensive cut. Very expensive cut is tenderloin. Dijon mustard. Crepes. Uh, duck cell paste. And what duck cell paste is, is mushrooms that are okay. uh, in the food processor. And then, uh, Where do they get the duck? Oh, duck cell paste. So that's like different mushrooms you put in a food processor and turn it into paste. So you use like morel mushrooms or you can use wild mushrooms, you know, uh, trumpets, whatever you want to use. And uh, Honestly, it does sound delicious. You had me at crepes. Yeah. And then from the crepes, and then you have puff pastry on the outside with a little egg wash and then put it in the oven. But before you do that, you have to sear the... Uh, you have to sear the, the tenderloin first. Just All so this it, in less than 20-some minutes, right? You get like 25 minutes to do this. Yeah, I can do that. 
come on. That's what everybody thinks. What about when you got on Ink Master? You're like, oh, I can do that in six hours, no problem. What always, were you surprised? I was almost always done in four. I, I was always done in three hours or less. <laughs> okay. Like I said, it's no, no big. It's, that shit was a cakewalk for me. You know, the show was. For me, it was. Okay, but you didn't like to interact with people. You were saying. I think that that one time I didn't want to interact, and this is the time they uh, I got the axe. But I think if I would have interacted, I would have stayed alone. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what, that. I I hear that refrain from people at times. Uh -huh. You know, they, they wish they you know participated a bit more. Yeah, I think that one day that they wanted me to create some sort of drama, and I was just like. Ah! I don't know about that. That's it. Okay, cool. This nigga's out of here. <laughs> hey, that's so big. What are you going to do? Yeah. I, was happy, I, I was happy I got, got on. I was happy I had my little three minutes of fame. And that's it. Oh, you feel it was only three minutes, so you still have 12 minutes left. Yes, I do. What are we going to do? What People are you going to do? Where do we People, see you next? I just, I, to be honest, I just want to do cooking shows. You know, I'm a, I'm a barbecue enthusiast, a barbecue snob. Uh, you know, I cook very well. One day, you, uh, uh, you, you know, candy and uh, your candy should come by and uh, you know do a guest spot here in Norfolk, and I cook for you. Careful. You know? Don't think I won't hold you to that. Also, oh, yeah. I I expect and Candy's just like barging through the door, being like, "Yeah, Kyle, we're doing that." <laughs> uh, yeah, careful, man. We we we're eaters. We eat. We're fans. Okay. Um, we're, also, lets me know I'm gonna have to count on you. I'll I'll be asking you where dinner's at. <laughs> be like, what'd you research? What'd you look for? What'd you find? I, I make use a, a five star meal. I'm very good at that. You know, very yeah. healthy. You know, three or four courses. You know, maybe. Man, we did one of these. Uh, I don't know. Actually, even as I say that, I got the pain in my pocketbook of the last place we went. It was like three forty-seven for the two of us to eat, and I didn't. Nobody, nobody sucked my dick during. You know, there's no room for it. Just like that's a lot of money without having, you know, a full release. Damn. What you said, three forty-seven. Yeah, you had it to you had it to the right to the down to the wire, three forty-seven. What a number! <laughs> I remember. I didn't. I didn't pay it. Uh, my wife always does. I don't handle money. It's bad for my soul. But uh, I, I did. I did happen to see it this time. Damn. So, yeah, hurts a little. Hurts a little. Where did but, where, where, where did you eat? Oh, I don't. I, no, Katie Teets took us out. Okay, so she's usually she finds some good foods. It was it was one of these. Uh, it was is like a, um a jazz place. This guy was playing jazz. There's a duo, a, you know, two of them. Uh, this one's on piano, and then there's a guy on the guitar, and it was fun. Diam dynamic. What's that? Oh, French Steakhouse, but they're playing jazz. And it felt like maybe I'd make up little stories, just keep me entertained. And maybe I was making all this up, but I really felt like the piano player 
really felt like he was outclassing that whole joint. Like he was like, this is not, this is like, you know, not my thing. I'm way better than this. And he felt as though he was better than the guitarist too. Like the guitarist really wasn't allowed to riff off some shit. You know, uh -huh. he's like, I'm doing all the solos. You're keeping time. Okay. Jesus. Talk that about Talk about well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that it, that was really going on. That's just was what made it fun <laughs> to try and imagine. Imagine these guys are like, uh, was, I got to do it in, um, we, we were in a convention once and there's some like folk singers and, yeah. uh, and you wouldn't imagine folk singers would have groupies, but I was in an elevator ride <laughs> going to the 15th floor and it was yeah. a weird dynamic because this awesome uh, conversation was going on between a young girl who uh -huh. uh, was obviously given a lot of money from her Patreon for from a fan that really uh -huh. liked her folk music. Uh -huh. But I could get from the auspices by the tone that they were talking about that he was now at a point where he was stalker liking her uh, music or something. And she was then fawning over the guy that she was calling like orbs or something or tubes or something like famous folks and the guy's wearing a members only jacket he's got a balding he's got like uh gray pepper black peppered hair but it's like a like shoulder length uh -huh. kind of greasy balding back he's got a scruff of a mustache that's unkempt and these crazy wild eyebrows and uh -huh. and this young girl is is under 30 you know and now meanwhile orbs or tubes or whatever his wife or you know the his his original groupie was uh -huh. there on his arm and she's hugging tightly and interjecting a lot like cutting the conversation off like the question would be posed to orbs uh -huh. and then she would say i completely understand you may have to actually take control of the situation even if it means losing him as a fan and orbs is still not able to talk uh, I don't know. Anyways, I guess what I'm really? saying is it takes all types. I love them all. And to imagine, you know, folks, folk artists have groupies, damn it. I'm saying it. I would say everyone has groupies in whatever genre. You know, you can you be, think, a, you be a, a guy yeah. that's into building fucking homes with toothpicks. It's well, what if I'm into like Bavarian Alps uh, yodeling and uh, in, in, in those, you know, those little outfits that wear little yeah. mountaineer things, the little sure high I'm knickers. Sure, I'm pretty sure you'll have a groupie, kids. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's groupies every genre of, of anything you do as a fucking groupie. You'd be surprised. Is there food groupies then? Are you a food groupie? Uh, I'm not a food groupie, but I know they have food groupies. You're just rubbing food all over yourself and like, Bobby, come and fillet this. Not the not the rubbing the food. Rub barbecue sauce all over my fucking foot. Uh oh, <laughs> I seen that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? There's a was it John's uh John's barbecue and foot massage? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I know that I've probably stayed too long and talk and said too much when when I start talking about John's barbecue and foot massage. However. Let me give you a chance, brother, before I sign off and let you get uh -huh. back to your day. Uh, let me give you a chance to put me on the hot seat. You got any question you would ask me? Yes. Uh, so, this you, you know, on YouTube, 
you're like the most viewed, one of the most viewed people on Ink Master. Is this true? Yeah, a lot of people. This is the kind of stuff I make up, but that's true. No, I, I believe it's true. If you look at the the numbers, don't lie. The numbers are right there. Well, if you go, if you say it, then I'm gonna like. If I said it, I would act like it was true. Yeah, but I wouldn't know it. But when you uh, say it, it really comes off with the air of credibility, and I like this. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Go on. I was told about this story about you, and uh, you know when you got in the face of uh, Chris uh, Nunez. friend Nunez, acting buddy. I now, how did that happen? Like, what what was behind that? Because I never I never watched the episode. Mm -hmm. You know, all I saw on YouTube was you in his face. What yeah. happened? Um. Okay. Well, I, I went there respecting the guy a lot. I liked how he stood up for Jamie. Was it Ivan's? But he was on season two. And despite him having no tattoos, it felt like he did a quality tattoo that day. And he... Uh -huh was obviously removing his emotions from it, or so it seemed. So uh -huh. I respected that. Then moving forward, though, I recognized that he was using me for the story. Okay. Um, I, by, by that, I guess I, I mean to say, like, There was a point where I realized that there was no winning for me. It, I should have at least been named in one of the th three best for the day. But right. for that day, they only mentioned two names. As though I couldn't even get this imagined idea of doing good inside of the performance. Okay. And as these things built up, there were things as people were telling me I was, you know, having a conspiracy. You have a desire for the for the show to be real. You know, right. and you don't want it to be an entertainment thing. You want it to be real so that if even if you did win, you at least felt like you won something. You weren't handed something, you know. Okay. And uh, everybody had their own ways of kind of talking me off the ledge. But this is my second time being there. And uh -huh. I recognized a few too many things were going on to like that were going on to not have them purposely going out after me. And then he went ahead and he said it at uh, one of the um, one of the things he said that, you know, I do better when he's treats me like shit. Basically, he's like, yeah, when you, you perform better when I'm hard on you or something like it excused his bad actions. Uh -huh. And at that point, I realized their storyline was the same idea that perhaps I do get further. Or I get better, you know, and and. But they were using me as a, like a prop for their audience. You know, I was just like, make him go through hardships. The huh. audience will like it better and then we'll get whatever we want from it. But what it was doing for me or it felt the whole time I was up against the knowledge. Like the first time I competed, you don't have an idea of your history, right? right. You're like, just let me get through each competition. But then by the end of it, I looked back at my competition. And I'm like, I only have one win. There was only one tattoo that they actually looked at and said, that's good. Right. right. So how would I expect to get up there on the stage and win? So luckily, almost, I was removed at fourth place. However, now I go on the second time and I realize this report card matters. 
And on the day when I should have at least been acknowledged for doing a perfect circle on a guy's chest, they don't even mention it. And they reward in second place a guy's tattoo that my tattoo trounced. It was just far better than like there. Oh. There's, you know, not, and not have the chance to even talk about it. But meanwhile, the guy that got the second place, it was uh, Scott. And he's this boisterous, cocky, very proud there's no telling him that he has a problem with his tattoo, you know, huh. and it was the perfect situation to send him back up into the atmosphere of a bunch of disgruntled artists. And now from if the other part is like, I saw this mechanism that the uh, production was putting out that okay. was to drive drama. I had witnessed parts of it prior in season two and, or season three and this uh -huh. being my second time back on season four i recognized it was kind of in high gear and it was pointed at me right and i really did i didn't appreciate it one being fair um because i felt like if it takes from my possibility to do good at the report card on the final then why why would it even make you know then it only works against me you know, all these small biases, like don't let Kyle have a win. If he does a great final piece, maybe he can win. But uh -huh. based off of your report card, I'm quite sure that he won't or even possibly get there. I don't know. It felt like there was so much riding on it now this second time. And yeah. then to have them turning on the bias. Now, what most people don't know is that I actually fought with Nunez the season prior. Uh -huh. And uh, he came in drunk and I chewed him out for being drunk. You know, he was being a dick. Yeah, he was being a dick, and I fucking, I gave it to him. I was just like, you know, you're being a dick. Here's how you're being a dick. And uh, and I made him feel about two foot tall, and I did it in front of the whole cast, every fucking body. His friend coming out from Texas, Tony Hoondal or Kundal. You know the yeah. kid? Yeah, you I know. know. He tattooed oh, fuck that kid. He tattooed you? Fuck that kid. Anyways. <laughs> so what did Kundal do to you? Uh, he come out, he can't fucking see. He's got bad eyesight. And then he comes to a fucking judge as though he is somebody who deserves to judge, does a fucked up line on, on Nunez's fucking panther on his leg, blows that shit out at all. He shows us the tattoo. We all try not to drop our jaw gaping at this huge blown out line that he did on Nunez's leg. But meanwhile, he takes them out and they go get drunk. They come back and they're dicks to us. They're dicks to us in the event. They come into my, my little sheepish, uh, client she's a sweetheart she's really mousy voice very timid type of soul and uh she's going through a terrible painful tattoo on her ribs and yeah. they come in and they start to question what i'm doing in front of her at the very end of my tattoo huh. they start questioning and they're just like what's that the hawaiian islands i'm like no it's some embers and i'm like oh it looked like the hawaiian islands to me all right that's the wrong thing to say actually that's where you just fucked up tony kundal fuck you and fuck your horse fuck everything you wrote in on that was the drunk thing that you said. He also said during that time, he said, maybe it's the tequila talking. So I do have to give him some credit for that. At the same time, huh. fuck him. <laughs> because he just made my job to get $100,000 that much harder. He came onto that set. He didn't, he, he, he treated every single person there like we were beneath him. He treated Jimmy Litwalk like he was beneath him. Joey, who ended up winning the season beneath him. He treated all of us like we are crap. He literally, you can ask anybody there who is one of the biggest dicks to judge that whole season. Every one of them will point to Tony Kundal. And if they don't, I'll remind them <laughs> because he was a dick and he came in with it. Maybe it's because he was drunk. But when he said that, I then couldn't finish the rest of the background on this piece.
because she's in such pain. She begins questioning me now, you know? So I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Great. So when they come up to judging, they're like, Kyle, you look mad. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be judged on a piece. I don't get to finish. I don't Uh get to finish it because you guys come in and say shit that you should have kept. Like you could have said you just like you did. Hey, what are those? The Hawaiian islands? No, they're embers. Shut the fuck up. Say nothing else. Get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome. We all know how to treat that situation, right? Like I might come up to you and I'm going to make a joke about your skull and be like, oh, it's a pretty butterfly. Right? Ah, Right, right, right. right. You know, but we know how to do the situation. If we are going to actually make your client second guess you, in that moment, we all recognize we fucked that up. Yeah. And he did. So when he did and they got a judge, I I cut him down to size. I was like, dude, you come here and you act like you're better than us. But I don't know if you don't know this. You're not. You're not down here. You act like we're not good, but you're too much of a fucking pussy. I call him a pussy. So you're not you're too big of a fucking pussy to be down here competing against us. And he's like, well, I've made it to a spot in my career where I don't need this show. And it's like $100,000. I bet that's more than they're paying you. You know, my kids might want to see it. And you're like, you you haven't made it to a spot in your career that you don't need this show if you find yourself on this show. And you are currently on this show. Like, you might want to check your Google Maps, but you are on this show. So whatever you're saying about where you have made it and you don't need it, that's Jimmy Litwalk down there. I know who he is. I've heard of him before. I have no fucking idea who you are. And if you say that I baffled you with bullshit in this tattoo, well, when I look at your tattoo work, you've lost me with line work. Instead of seeing a beautiful girl's back, I just see your bold-ass, ego-driven line work from fucking shoulder to goddamn back, not even addressing her, her, her womanly form, just putting your own ego on the back because it's a great big canvas for you to fuck up her aesthetic appearance. That's what I said. They Damn. didn't like it, and but I was right. Um, I think I cut him down furthermore, actually. I said some shit that really got him. They actually convened, sobered up, came back 45 minutes later, and we started again. Uh. So then it was Nunez. You know what I mean? This was Nunez's friend, too. Nunez and, and, uh, had, had brought Kundal in, or Hundal in. Uh-huh. And and so when he, he did, he was taken aback I, th- I think he was kind of pissed at me but it was the only time he saw fire come out of me because i was right don't come into my booth drunk don't be an idiot don't be an asshole I'll right kick you out and i'll fucking fight you with these gloves on that's always been my thing it's like if i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna have my my customer's gloves on my hands right <laughs> or, or blood on so like there's a chance you're getting hepatitis <laughs> maybe we both do i don't know i'm poking your eyes i know that shit like, yeah, yeah we ain't trying to fight i don't know now i'm getting carried away on it um and he's probably a far better person than i want to give him credit for but my experience with anybody when it is whatever it is it's based off of that and people will say the same to me sometimes of like well you you know you know he's a nice guy this guy say uh nunez actually you know like i'm friends with him people will sometimes say but i don't know him as a friend if I knew him as a friend, that would be wholly different. And I would see different values to him, you know, Uh but I know him as the guy who got paid way more than me to judge my tattoos when he knows I can out tattoo him. So fuck him. Uh Oh, that's a man. That's a long one for me. Oh, that was serious. (laughs) I know we went after your friend too. Now I feel a little bit bad. I say all this shit. 
I talk about little racist Ali. He's not even racist. I talk about Tony Hundal. I call him a fucking pussy. He'd beat my ass. He's a big motherfucker too. Yes, he's a he's a giant Viking. <laughs> what kind of Viking? He's a, just a giant Viking. Yeah, I don't want to talk anymore about it because now sometimes I realize this stuff is pl- is going to live forever, and I'm I'm going to see him. I won't even recognize him. <laughs> I'll see these motherfuckers one day in Texas or something. Be like, "What's up, Carl?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, why did you just get off some server somewhere where my words are saved for his for all of you know for posterity's sake?" He tattooed my hand when he came to New York. And uh, did he fuck it up? No, this guy is for me. My, yeah. You know, I like traditional. So for me, he's like one of my favorite tattooers. Okay. And uh, you know, not to not to not to be an asshole. No, you be this. Like, I deserve it. You know me better than that. I I know that I am an asshole, at least. So, he, he just, for me, he's just an amazing tattooer. The things that he can right. do, you know, he draws everything on. Like, he just draws everything on the fucking marker. And then his his ideas, his his execution is just fucking perfect every single time. You know, like him, who's another guy? Chad Koblinger. Uh what's another mm. guy? Greg Christian. Uh these are these are you know, Bert Crack. These are, these are the guys who I love watching at work, you know? Like Have you got to work with any of them? Have you got to work at Tony's place or any of the others? No, not 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 yet. I, I you know, not yet. Just I just did a guest spot at Oliver's shop not too long ago. It was, it was, Little it was, racist Ollie had a black person work for him. Did, did he at least pay you fair? Yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. It was great. It was beautiful. He's a good guy, yeah. I I do believe that. I believe he's a narcissist. I, I don't know think, that that makes him a bad person. You know, I just think it's very easy for people to once something sticks on your back, it's easy for people to look at that thing that's on your back and point at it and just keep pointing. Instead of telling you, hey, you got something on your back. You know, uh, it's very easy for people to. I was just never a person that was into, uh, no matter what anybody did, you know. Uh, well, not anything, but, you know, rape, rape is a whole different story. But things that are not really, a, that didn't really affect anyone, right? And then everyone points the finger, or. There's people that get accused of things that never did it, but the accuser that lied has more credibility. And then they come around and say, "Hey, I didn't do. He didn't. That person didn't do it. It's still on. It's still on that person. That person is still known for what for something they didn't do, and they have a huge ass next to their name because of that. Because someone." Can either just say, "Hey, this person did this," so I always, I always try to be careful uh, with these type of situations, and even if I feel, because it can happen to any of us at, at a drop of a dime, you know, like, mm-hmm. and someone could be calling us a name, you know. Well, yeah, it's uh, time is a different judge, and if you judge everything through the lens of where where society is at now you will find fault with everything in the past. For sure. For sure. 
but yet yeah. at the same time was the same, you know, striving to tolerate, to get ahead to for patriotic endeavors, all of these virtues that were, that are current also uh -huh. existed then. So yeah. we, we know that, we, so it's a matter of seeking you shall find in many of these cases. So yeah. I do really appreciate it when I uh, call Ollie, <laughs> as I have the, the monarch, or I'll stop using it now. Um, Cause I think I've had enough people to, and certainly you've defended him better than any. I, I've, I've not gotten close to anybody. Most people, uh, Sebastian defended him. He says, man, I don't give a fuck what you wear on Halloween. Right. Says Kyle, you will not make me give a fuck sure. about your con to the costume. And uh I really appreciate that because there's some level of that that I get, you know. Um, some of it oftentimes we are just that there are many people that find what is it, meaning through outrage. Would oh, you agree? That is definitely true because even even when I uh even when I posted thanks for the shirt. People were out. They even did. People were talking so much bad about me. They're calling me the uh, the black white supremacist. Like I had ordered the old fucking names, and I'm just like, oh, for, for, for that. And then people say, oh, he used to have a Confederate flag on his wall at his, at his shop in Brooklyn. You did? Yeah, I did. What what did you have this Confederate? What did you did you view it as a Confederate flag then too? Oh, this was just fucking jokes. I never I didn't really take it that serious. Wait a second, then is this the exact same attitude then that Ollie is is putting the the blackface on for Halloween? Exactly. I felt. I didn't think it was that serious, man. Mm -hmm. it, it, and I guess serious for some people. When you look at the history of things, yeah, it's serious for some people. It's serious for others. Not that serious for others. I get that. Would I put a Confederate flag on my fucking wall again? Maybe not. But I did it. <laughs> right. And I will own it. And, you know, I dare anyone to talk about it and try to just, just say it to my face. Yeah, you could be a, you could be on the internet and try and cancel me. I'm still alive, so the only way you cancel me is to kill me. So all that shit is fucking stupid. And then, there are conversations like this that happen more often, I imagine, in places like New York, like places where they are forced that come away with better understanding of each other and then lead uh, to a better. Uh, I don't think so. New York is no? definitely not like that. That is, I don't know what Popo was talking about, but <laughs> what are you finding in New York? I've also heard a lot of a uh, lot of unrest in it, but crime is down. I hear. Could be, could be not, but I think in New York City, people are very soft. Mm -hmm. you know, fucking soft people moving from fucking Oregon, you know. And then okay. They, I don't know. They, they come into your neighborhood. They, they don't talk to you. They say you they can't. They scared talk. her. They say you can't play music at a certain time. They get the police to set up all these stations and make sure they make the neighborhood until they the way they want it to make it. 
And that's well, soft is is it not better that way? Oh, is no. it possible that you miss a a dirty, angry, scary side of New York? I wouldn't say dirty, angry, scary, but people were able to do certain things without being policed. You know, you just want legal brothels, is what I hear. Oh well, <laughs> that should be legal too, but. That way you can have sex with it with a woman more than once a year. Yeah, just once. Yeah, just every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I do. I the world would be a better place. My stupid opinion: if we had legalized prostitution, I've been saying that should be is. You know, oldest profession in the world. How you really plan on getting rid of it? Yeah, and why would you want to send someone to jail? Over sex because you can't tax it. Mm. Oh, you can tax it. You can tax every fucking transaction. That's the stupidest part about it. Is like oh. if you taxed it and then you had it under some kind of regulation. Now listen, sure, there's gonna be a lot of room for people to be like, no, but if you mandate that prostitution must be off of the streets, right? You can't. You would have to do it a legalized establishment, and you would have to have uh, up-to-date tests. Yeah. Society's a better place because there's less STDs going around, right? Yeah. And then most people aren't going to go to somebody who's just working without the backing of a brothel because they're not going to have the same assurances yeah. of qual of not getting STDs. You're well, like, yeah, you can Germany. take chances getting burnt at a at an apartment. That's how it is in Germany. Oh yeah, yeah. How, do they tax it? I don't know. I guess they, they tax the, the company. I guess. Uh, yeah. The, I'm pretty sure they're paying some sort of tax. So yeah. And and do people go to uh, the 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 girls on the street trying to circum you know to shortcut the whole process, or do they they keep it in the brothels mostly? So uh, you know you can't trust that street meat, you know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We just need to think these things through. We can tax this shit. You know how much better? We're like, imagine how low our taxes can get if we started to legalize prostitution. They're trying to do away with fucking paper money anyway in America. Hope they do. Huh? I, I hope they do. I can never keep track of it anyways. Yeah, that's, that's there we go. Because you get Elon Musk's fucking sign of the beast implanted into my forehead. I'm going to go around and wave my hand and pay my credit bills with it. It's not even that. It's just like, say, for instance, they do, they they create another outbreak. And they say, for example, like let's, let's say all cash is disappeared. So everything now is digital. So what that does, people can't sell drugs anymore. People can't uh, have any type of whatever transactions anymore. Well, they would have to get rid of like different um, apps that allow us to trade money. This is what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm talking about one centralized, like that said now they're trying to come up with. They said it's going to start in June. Um, so you get away, you get, you get rid of all these things and then the, uh, they, they say they, they create another pandemic like they created before. Damn it. You're going to make me talk to you about the fucking pandemic. Yep. I heard you saying it, you were, it was like a dog whistle. 
I was like, shut up, Kyle. Don't follow it. Don't track they, this one. Ain't once, worth they it. Create, once they create something for the people mm-hmm. to to because they want to get you accustomed to being um obedient, right? I've so, heard this. So once once you're so obedient, now say for instance you're in the area where they say, okay, your money is only can only work in this area, right? So mm-hmm. hungry and all the restaurants are closed. And you say, you know what? I'm gonna go for the, to the next fucking town. Fuck it. Go to the next mm-hmm. town. They said, Oh, your 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 card doesn't work here. You're not supposed to be over here. And this is what's gonna happen. Because they're trying to keep people in place. Pardon me? Because you imagine that they would want to keep people in place. I, I, I feel the fear of sorts. And certainly I'm ready to be scared of my government. Them fucking bastards. There, I got my taxes. However, um, at, at many points, I feel like despite wanting to be scared of my government, so far, its best interest is to keep me spending money and paying more taxes through my high you know, sales. Yeah, they gonna want they want you to spend money, but I'm telling you, once they once they're ready to shut you shut shut you off for whatever reason, they will have that power. Yeah, can't go run and hide and say, okay, I have a stash over here. Yeah, but they they always got. I mean, they the mystical architects of the status quo. They've existed for a long time, just to fuck with people, and they always do. Yeah, the, the end of it though, we don't have any ability to change our circumstance because our class cannot be changed so easily so since our class can't be changed we're 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 circumvent we're um you know the winds of change are always going to toss us but if we can be happy in any of those situations that we land then what the fuck does it matter right and that's what i find like god bless the government for trying to worry about how they're going to get me to get vaccinated or I don't believe in none of that shit. (laughs) Did you get vaccinated then? Hell no. Hell no. Nah, I did. But, but, um, my eyes don't work the same anymore. I don't know. I just felt, what if everybody was getting supervision from, I'm just joking. Of course I'm doing better. Uh, not better. I just never had any, um, adverse effects and i do know people have had adverse effects and yet at the same time i've known a lot of people that have had adverse effects from the covid uh that have been pretty dire and yeah. so it's it's a big wash for me um of sorts of kind of like right or wrong on it but did you feel that the the vaccine was going to be a poison for you or something or you just didn't want to give in and get some rich i just felt that no it's not even any of that i just felt that it's a bigger agenda behind this COVID. It's not even about COVID nineteen. It's about uh, removing uh, paper money. That's what this is all about. Okay. That's the bottom line. It's not about COVID. It's not about this person died. This vaccine. It's about would would we, but we also see at the same time as we watch people go into these bricks and these things like this is bricks meetings and all that um, people are trying to get rid of paper money in the sense of getting cryptocurrency. And there has to be a fear. The government would have to have a fear of that too, because they're, 
their power is based off of that dollar having value. Yeah. So this is why they're stepping in and they're trying to do they're trying they have they're gonna they're gonna have their own cryptocurrency. So they're gonna okay. try and shut all that shit down. Watch. It may it may not be in our lifetime now. No, no, I think you're right about I mean not that I, I know everything, but yeah, of course they're gonna have to try and shut down things that threaten yeah. their their own but because that I guess it's too much of a it's too much of a free for all right now. You can, even though it was always a free for all, but now it's just so easy to uh, I don't know. This is why I came back to America because I lived in Europe, and these motherfuckers over there are so strict. You can't even put yeah. five dollars. I'm asking, hey, where'd you get this five dollars from? How did you make it? We need to see how you know. This is how it is over here. So I said, you know, I'm going back to the states. Wait, Some of those, uh, like France, I heard their taxes are almost 40%. Yes, Germany too. Germany's 40%? Yeah, it's up there. That's pretty high. But, uh, you know, I want to be able to put in $9,999 in a bank without them asking me no fucking question. Where'd you get this money from? None of your fucking business. You know? This is the, pro this is the problem. But people... Are, are uh, they? I don't know. They just want to be tracked. They want to be. They, you know, like I don't know. You think there's some comfort to it? I, I, I can get it's that because I, I, I don't mind it. The like, selling, the selling of comfort, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. But it's always a fucking cost behind it. You know, and the, and the government they don't do anything for no fucking reason. You know, they're gonna sell you on comfort. They're gonna sell you on. I went to a Wendy's today and tried to order a fucking burger. Right, and the mm -hmm. guy behind the counter, and he said he can't fucking, he can't take my order. I have to use a fucking uh, kiosk like I'm at Wawa or something. <laughs> Why couldn't he take your? He wasn't. That wasn't his job. It wasn't his time. job. His job was just to cook the food and, right. and tell you how to use the machine. That's it. So you had to do. He said they don't take cash anymore. So I'm like, what the fuck. Wait, he didn't take it. Okay, it was all credit card too. Yes. So it, it's slowly, like it didn't make any sense. Like they tell you stand six feet away, but you get on a fucking airplane, you sit right next to a guy. Like none of that shit made sense to me. And people just they just went for it. They said, "Oh, we're just trying to stay safe. Stay safe from yeah. fucking." And none of, none of the rules made sense. It's like they. They just went at. They went along with whatever. Every hour is a different fucking rule. Now you don't even hear about COVID like that, like before. You know. Well, no, but now we also know more about it as before it was unstudied. That shit was the fucking flu the whole time. <laughs> so. Well, I've knew. I've 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 seen a lot. I mean, we've had friends that were really really hurt by it, and it was way more than the flu for them. Um, at the same time, the majority dying. of those friends that I've had, yeah, I've had friends that have died dying. from it. Fuck, people what's his name? Kirby, right? That hung, hangs out with a uh, with um Piper. He yeah. he's he he's a redhead, big tall redhead guy. He passed from it, right? I miss that guy. Yeah, we used to uh, call he ended him. Pass from. It. He was we, awesome. We used to DM each other all the time, and uh, you know, just sending each other jokes. That was my guy. He was us. Awesome. I, I, you know, I didn't even think about how much I would miss him 
at the shows until I heard he passed. And I'm like, you know, if not for nothing, but that guy meant a lot to me to go out there and hang out at the show yeah. and just to see him. And he was, I was happy. He was, I was goofy about it. It was, I was ready to turn anything into a joke. Yeah. Um, he had a, if I've, he had a transgender child, if I'm not mistaken. And that kind of endeared him to me somewhat more too, because inside of Piper's reality, I felt like that was a good challenge that Piper kind of needs around, you know, is like, uh, just, just like, well, just like I think interracial kids can be great for grandparents and great for society because they 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 promote a tolerance of sorts. I okay. felt like uh, that that was a, a influence that I was happy to see in uh, Piper's conservative realm, if you will. Oh, okay. But uh, aside, I, I I don't know um, other people <laughs> and friends. Uh, also, I had, you know, COVID, who is it? James even was in a, a coma for what, eight weeks or something like that, right? I had friends that were in a coma for almost two months. Their lives aren't the same. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. It's different than the thing. And I don't know that, I don't want to say that anybody's reaction was wrong uh -huh. in any case. Because yeah. uh, I have to eventually, I thought that I was doing exactly the right thing and everybody else that wouldn't do what I was doing was crazy. But right. that is not uh, reality ever, actually, in my case or any, I don't think. it's uh, We all have different fears, and we're all going to uh, address them differently. Um, sure. So it, I don't know. I didn't. I, I wasn't scared that a rich man got rich off me again because I felt like at least he's not giving me heroin. <laughs> you know, like if this is just some innocuous a uh, white motherfucker who owns some drug company and he's making billions of Bill Gates, it's Fauci, it's whichever one of them. Yeah. It's always, it's always one of them anyways. It's kind of the way I felt about it. And they're always putting shit in, you know, in my body. I, I've got uh, well, tuberculosis well, vaccines and, and uh, all different kinds yeah. of vaccines throughout my life. And this was one that the, the Republicans made up. You know, is this this was a, a Trump vaccine. So I was like, how how can I go bad if 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 both the parties hated it at one time and then both the parties loved it at another time? Mm -hmm. I know that it's gonna be just fine. Okay. You know, and I, that's that was my take on it. It was like I remember Kamala was asked if she would get the um the vaccine, and she was like, No, nah, I don't know, Trump made it. And I was like, that's fucking stupid answer. <laughs> right. And then it, I felt my, for me, it was. And then uh, they asked uh, afterwards, she's the one helping push the whole, oh, yeah, the vaccine is great. And now all the Trump supporters are like, we hate the vaccine. I'm like, he made it right. Like he literally pulled yeah, I, all the stops out of the way so that thing could go off. That's like one. It's the one crowning achievement. It seems most of his fans don't don't get on. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. It all depends on who who which team you're on. You know, like uh, well, it seems to. I think we get yeah. lost there, right? Because because you know what yeah. the team we are on, and we we used to know this. I think, and I bet you'll agree of some sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were on America, right? We were doing America, and we were all doing America, and we didn't have real Americans because we all had Americans because we all recognized 
that by saying that somebody's a real American, we were also saying that somebody was a fake American. There was no goddamn such thing because we were a diverse nation. And the only way we were going to have strength was through unity. And that's right in our fucking name, United States of America. And the only way to get unity is told by our forefathers and all those people before us and just what we already know from life experience. The only way to get unity is through understanding and tolerance. Yeah. It takes tolerance to get unity. And here we're all these factions fighting against each other. So I do want to say I'm on America's side. If I take a little, if I take, I know it's not going to be for everybody. So I shouldn't force it down somebody's throat. Yeah. However, if I, if I uh, end up getting a vaccine and it takes me out, completely kills me, uh. terrible as it might be, I have to remember the sacrifice that one in 67 soldiers made when they were fighting for our country to even be formed against England. And uh -huh. we were inoculated against the smallpox. If we were not inoculated against the smallpox, we would have probably never won that war. As most wars are fought over the, the conditions of the troops. You know, yeah. if you keep the troops healthy, they're not all dying of smallpox. You're going to be able to win it. Well, we yeah. got inoculated and one in 64 uh, soldiers died from the inoculation itself. So I, don't know. I took it for me. I was like, I'm a strong, healthy person. If I can help some of these weaker people around me in my life right. by uh, helping to, to, to quicken the amount of time that we're exposed to this large pandemic. Uh -huh. I don't mind it, but I also felt like that was having a necessity then to rise above a lot of the, the noise that people were saying, right. because both sides were arguing and it was a political thing. And it was really weird for it to be political too, because it's a vaccine. It was, you know, it's like, this is what we're all going through. Um, as, as, a, as, as the choices, we may not choose that they're the right. Right. And mm -hmm. we can argue, but we were fighting about the choices that we made individually as though those people should be making a difference. It actually brought me to foundational attribution error. My favorite, my favorite term currently foundational attribution error uh the ex the the thought that everything i do is right everything that anybody else does is wrong everybody's pretty much dealing with the same situations as me right. and has the same life experience and the same perspective so when they act out of accordance to how i would act they are acting in a crazy way and i cannot tolerate or understand it however that can't be that's not the basis of us as america is so because we are through tolerance so my endeavor is to try to look beyond that, uh, certainly when I hear those two talking heads. And that's just what I heard. Fucking Kamala came out and she said some stupid ass shit. She said, no, right. I wouldn't take it if Donald Trump had anything to do with it. Well, right. he did. He fucking made it. And for you not to want something that saves, that, that you're later going to be saying saves people's lives at the point, just because as Donald Trump, it really makes it seem like it's on an emotional level, not a logical level. So fuck you. However, I don't agree with you now because she says she wouldn't take it. So now I'm like, well, I would take it because that was a stupid answer. And then Donald Trump comes up and it seems to get politicized too. the whole idea of the COVID and how quick we're going to go through it or how we're not going to and what kind of um, things we should do, which I know there was a lot of confusion. And okay. I, I expect that though, too, in, in the process of learning anything. And I'm, I'm not that I, I mean, I understand frustration on it, and I don't think that it's not 
right to be frustrated. However, I don't want to make my own choices out of it because at the point that we are pushing our shopping carts around with gloves like a bunch of fucking idiots. Right? <laughs> Back when we were doing that, though, the thing was, we had no idea. We didn't know at that time how it was going to be. And so if I actually judge it like we are a bunch of idiots, that's only from today's perspective. You know? I, oh, like, I, thought, I thought that from day one. Right. That was too far and above. Yeah, I just think people just took it too too far. You know, I, I did a convention in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know. They couldn't I, eat inside of the corrals, right? That was dumb. We were going Do you remember this- that? We were going to a restaurant, and I was talking to the security. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was having a nice chit-chat. He said, yeah, you know, just before you go in, just put your mask on. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we walk in, and I'm putting my mask up, and this fucking waiter comes out of nowhere and goes, put your mask on. I'm like, what? Who the fuck are you talking to? And he had food in his hand. I wanted to fucking kick that shit right out of his fucking hand. <laughs> well... Many of us, and I'm included, we did something wrong. We had power. You know what I mean? So this waiter had power over you. The kind of power that he could wield, like, you know, and it feels, you feel powerful when you have and you wield power. So when you were able to, in a situation, tell somebody they had to act in accordance the way you did, many people went out of of line and uh, tried to force the situation. Yeah. I'm kind of one of them, but what I would do is I'd ask to, if I could smoke cigarettes at the checkout. And I, I would ask if they were, if, if there was a sign up that said, you know, masks must be worn for, for service. Um, but then there was also right next to it, a cigarette smoking sign. And then huh. they never made people wear masks. I felt like, well, then really you probably let me smoke a joint right here. Right. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like, can I still get service? And I'm just it, standing next to the propane tanks with my cigar. With, I don't know the big deal. It didn't make sense. None of it made sense. But hey, I was like, whatever. He'll pass. He'll pass. If, you know. Yeah. And, and then if I put on uh, mm-hmm. a meat that's anti-COVID, and then you'll have Oh, people, you're a bad guy. And then you'll have yeah. people. Uh, right. It's, it's, it's in a story. So if you like it, mm-hmm. If you don't like it, whatever. But if you're gonna try and DM me about that, I said, listen, don't like, don't watch my fucking story because I'm not gonna go back and forth over something that I put on. This is my opinion, and I have that right to fucking say. Because when people write the all kind of nonsense about whatever they're into, I just look. <laughs> it's <laughs> a bit too much for you to care. Yeah, I just, I just don't give a fuck. Cause everyone has that title, everyone has that right to fucking have be into whatever they're into but i don't have the right for me to start arguing with someone or you know they also they also get the right to fuck off i think is what you mean is that it's like yeah you got that right you can tell me that shit but you're also on my page and it's like you're on my page Mm. i have to watch my page but you want to argue with me about staying safe and it's irresponsible for me to listen what's irresponsible what you're doing and you're not worried about your fucking life. I'm gonna fuck you up. We keep talking. <laughs> I don't, See, I, I think 
I, I, I think though we come away with a better understanding in the long run from those exact instances. My belief uh, is because exactly of those those cases where then we learned, I hope we did, that by being that guy that comes in and says, "Put your mask on," it doesn't make that person want to wear their mask anymore. It actually ruins it. Yeah. That person now hates you, hates the idea, hates the political right. perspective that I, it even represents. And now like, you've actually alienated yourself. That's like telling somebody, you better like these black people or you better this. That's going to make any, or they're going to say, you better like these white people or you better do this or you better do this or you better uh, like this transgender stuff or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you make it people... Or vice versa. If you force, I think you're saying that transgender rights is is human rights, and you're relating it to the civil rights movement. But I bet you're not. I'm probably just being a facetious asshole at this point. So I'm sorry. Nah, just, nah, nah. I don't even. I don't even want to even touch that transgender stuff. It's not even. That's not even for me right now. It's I it's just, where I'm going now. I I, uh, I I see a lot of funny stuff around it that is interesting and i know that people see it as though it's a huge threat i just i don't see transgenderism as a threat to me because i i ain't changing my stuff you know like my stuff staying the same and if other people want to i i feel like this is an easy evolution we are creating ai right now <laughs> it's a bigger worry for me um is the thought that one day we will have computers that get legislation inside of our senate than to worry about whether or not somebody who was born a man uh, wants to pee in a girl's bathroom. I don't care. But well, I, I look at it like this: that's 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 cool. Not to you know, and I you know, like I said, I applaud you for that. But when you look at how some people use the transgender thing to manipulate the system, as far as make a small example in New Jersey. Right? Female prison. So there's a, a guy went in there saying he's a woman and they let him go in there. He got somebody pregnant and he raped this other person. You know, like what do you what do you what do you, what do you say to that? Do you, I don't I don't see any women that wanna be men wanna say, you know what? It's a dangerous spot. That is I wanna go to the I wanna, actually... go, I wanna go to the male prison. Well no, there was recently a a, a girl the identified as a man and um she was she I'm trying to remember the situation but she was put in the place of her biological sex but she was raped several times over so i could see it as being a dangerous situation in both cases my thought though in this also is moreover i'm not going to take the 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 occurrences of criminals in jail to determine how I am to change my life in in civilization. My understanding is that criminals do do such things as rape, and I'm not surprised at all. The only nuance here is then the sex. And again, I I don't I mean the the, the real nuance here isn't necessarily the sex for me, but the placement of the person. You know, and the lack of ability that the that the facility has to keep their inmates safe, which is a huge concern to me. My son's locked up right now. He's he's hopefully getting paroled here in, in another seven months. I'm stoked. 
but the, you, I don't know what you know about prison systems, but they're fucked up. And yeah, like my boy will get extorted sometimes. I don't know exactly what is going on. I actually tattooed some of the um, guards in, in his place to try and get a better idea how safe he is and to keep, you know, an eye on him somewhat. But, um, man, it, it, like if it, you're talking about an issue now that has two cases that are opposed of sorts, whereas one, the offender goes and manipulates the system and it's not too different than say some, how we could imagine a swimmer being like i went full-on puberty uh and then i was just like man i want to be a girl so how do and you now feel? i got all this testosterone and i'm i'm setting records so how do you feel about that i think uh there's uh the transgender people should completely understand that there is going to be a transition period of mindsets that are not going to be easily swayed and that they should happily um take second place or take not being able to compete in the the desired events you know what i mean in these kinds of cases at the same time i grew up with wrestlers as a wrestler i used to wrestle right and the coach's daughter wrestled and she wrestled against boys there wasn't a girls wrestling league. and she beat boys and made them cry and they cried so bad because they got beat by a girl and it was sad and it was sad somewhat too because she didn't have to make weight the same way the boys did like they would dehydrate themselves uh right. trying to make weight and she maintained her weight as a child because she was a female how old um, was she man we were it was uh 12 13 you know yeah, i wasn't see. wrestling then that that was when she and and she was wrestling as a kid but she right. eventually quit because she was tired of she's like she started to like the boys and she felt terrible because she had to wrestle. I'm guessing. I bet this, this is my whole story. I made it in my head, but she did tell <laughs> this is enough of the story that I can make up this story. Uh yeah. she wrestled a really cute boy that she saw before the match, and she was like, Oh my god, that guy is so cute. That is the whole reason I wrestle, is because I want to be manhandled by men like him by boys like him and then they got out on the mat and she just made work out of him and then she saw the diminished look on his face when she was elated and she felt this is not what i want you know yeah yeah that's my imagination and it is also somewhat happened i don't know it was one boy but she literally said she got really tired of making boys cry and she would rather have dates so but there there's that that is uh something that existed then and it's kind of softened my own effect of it i guess we, you you go to, we were just in baltimore there were a lot of transgenders in baltimore uh, i'm in the bathroom and what i would have think was a girl a hairy girl but a girl she walks in and i was like well if you, the only thing that i thought of it though is in that moment when i'm like am i in the wrong place? Not, listen listen you're not in the wrong. This is this is the problem I have. Well, in my, I had to look around. I, think I, I thought I was in the wrong bathroom. I, think, I was like, maybe it's me. For me, I think it's selfish. Right? Okay. When, when they say, call me them or call me this. Don't assume this. It's I like... Take it, I take exception with that. I always have. And I've I, my son works on me very, yeah, at but very degrees. Some, but I follow you here. Keep, you I'm sorry to, to cut you off. You have to think about the, you know, where you place in this world, and you can't expect for everyone to to. That's just a selfish 
first world type of mentality. Oh, but now if I called you, ma'am, throughout or you know, would you? Well, why would you call me that? Well, you would correct me at some point, I imagine, right? But why would you call me that though? You being well, I'm guessing because in this case, I'm going to say you're dressed up like a female. Oh, but I'm (laughs) you're dressed up like a pirate, and I can't tell the difference. You're Captain Jack Sparrow, and it's very effeminate. I'm just saying, you know, having a hard time with it. Come on, come on, you, you, you will know that I'm a guy. Right, but these, but the way that we know these are by gender stereotypes or gender roles that are assigned through society. Like you see a dog, you don't say maybe it's a dog. Would you say that if you see a dog, (laughs) say maybe it's a dog? Well, I might say maybe it's a guy or a girl, and it's hard to tell honestly because my dog, since he is a little baby, has had his nuts cut off, and you gotta look close. We're not talking about the gender of the dog. We talk about whether it's (laughs) whether it's a dog. Right, but in this case, we are we're not questioning whether they're humans. We're questioning how much. Honestly, this is my part on it. Is how, we're uh-huh. questioning how much we're willing to treat them like humans, and oh, I want to be yeah, ready to treat them like like full on humans. Because what the fuck they do in their bedroom don't make no difference to me. Yeah, there but, are problems that I want to recognize yeah. though inside of society and with slower people. And I yeah. I follow you on the idea of it being selfish because when you go into that bathroom. And there is a discomfort in my eyes, right? right. This is just the immediate shock. Whoa, okay. Oh, all right. That's where we're at. Forget the day and age. At that moment, then there is a selfishness there. Because imagine, especially it's an older, older person, right? Be- because you're that person then is not going to that bathroom for comfort necessarily because they also know that they're going to be met with that shock, right? It's not, it's just not right. You know, like, well, whatever, whatever you do in your bedroom, fine. Mm-hmm. But you're out in society with other people. It's different type of mentalities, right? And we talk well, about that's that's where we're getting. Society has changed. I think that's one of the dynamics uh, that uh, the transgender uh, growth no, no, no. No, Kyle, means to me. Mm-hmm. Not changing. They, uh, there's certain people that are forcing society to change for their benefit. It's the difference. It's, yeah. Society's always changing, though. It's changing, but not this drastic to say you're gonna you're gonna adhere to to this. That's like say for example, you get a lot of people. Like, I I can walk and say, hey, I'm white, and they say, no, you're not, and then I say, look, look, I'm fucking white. All right. Uh, I, I want you, to, man. We see this. This is the Dave Chappelle skit where he identifies as an Asian man. Oh yes, I want to go to I want to go to trick or treating yeah. with you now. <laughs> what you're gonna go? Uh, what is it? Um, oh. What's his yeah. name? It was Kanye's thoughts? Remember when 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 uh, Uriel was Kanye's thoughts for Halloween? Uh uh-uh. uh No, he no. he was in pure white face. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what if I did that? Uh-huh. Right? It got upset, and then I get a bunch of black people that all say they're white, right? And then, uh-huh. hey, that's happening in some sense too. How many <laughs> black people do you know that are being named Brandon? A lot of mothers, and this is, I believe, I could be wrong, but I, I believe a lot of mothers were like, my kid's not going to be held back by his name, by the imagination of the racism that I see in systemic yeah, uh, racism inside of society. So I'm going to change his name whole, to Brandon. Right, but that's a whole other thing because that's so the kid could could, could move ahead and get and not, not, not have disadvantages. But, right. Well, I'm just saying it shows this, right. how societal norms pressure conformity. And I don't say that it's bad, but I do want to take note in how also it shows a 
a, not a comfortable place for this group. Right. So if this person, this, this mother feels that this is not a comfortable place for her son because of his identity, which is a sad thing. And I want to transfer my understanding of how I can see that that's sad to how I can understand that it is uncomfortable for someone like, uh, I think Kirby, right. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Kibby. It was Kibby, right? So like, like his, his child, I want to like, he's a cool ass motherfucking dude. And to find out that his, his child has different struggles and challenges than I've ever been presented with. And Uh then to know that he would be put in situations where he's like, I bet that big motherfucker, he defended his child. Right. And I would love to have that conversation with him to know his perspective of it. Cause I'm going to come away a better person in the end from it. I know that if I operate in love, I won't be doing anything wrong. And if I think about love in the case of transgenders, then I definitely want to try to afford them some understanding. And at the same time, if I think about it in the case of yourself or yeah. me, cause I have a, I've had this problem with when they want to change my words, like I have to then figure out like what kind of, here's the power part okay so i see the girl come into the bathroom right and i see that she's a girl but she's got a lot of facial hair right and now suddenly i do have to ask what pronouns to ask and i don't even care you know like why like this is a transsexual i just getting past you like so it's not that i do have to ask i guess it's it's weird for me to have to and to to fit they into a, a, a a story is to me, they have always been the mystical architects of the status quo. They have been the ones that we all fight against. They birthed the man, you know? So when somebody wants to identify as they, I'm like, whoa, they is a bad guy, right? Like, you don't want to be they. Nobody wants to be they. They are the architects of the of the status quo. And if yeah. we don't subside to they, then they will kill us. And now, but now then I, in that same thought, I'm like, oh, I do see the desire for power in that thought because two things here. Throughout history, you have not felt power. You have felt disempowered because of the roles the society has put on you that you they that they imagine you must adhere to. And so that probably, to be completely honest, has got to suck. So yeah. I don't know. I'll give some understanding if I can. For me, and I, then, I'll, then I'll call them they. Everybody's entitled to wherever they want to be, whatever they want to do. I just try to stay away from all that stuff, to be honest. You know, because I don't want to get myself in a situation where I got to talk rough to somebody because I said the wrong thing by saying something that I think is normal. Right. Well, I think I think that's just where I ask anybody to forgive me and I feel good about it because I'm happy to forgive if they can forgive me for my mistake it's going to be really easy for me to forgive them for using whatever fucking bathroom they want and you know I'll get over like here's what I know no matter what gender you were assigned at birth or what gender you pick at any part of your life whether you're going to vacillate between one or the other and I 100% I hundred percent. I'm calling it now. Bruce is going coming back. Who? Cool. But <laughs> Bruce, Bruce is coming back. Caitlin's short lived. I'm just saying. I, I predict the future sometimes. I'm saying Caitlin's only got another ten years. Okay, and we're gonna see Bruce back. Just saying. Okay. 
so my my belief though is that i i can afford people um you know if they can afford me being wrong and they can be like hey no call me they please then i can if they can afford me for being wrong in that situation and not be mad about it then it's easy for me to make the the leap in the future to try and properly genderize i think is what they're calling it them i, I can do whatever they want yeah <laughs> you know, I've started situations where you walk down an alley, you look like a woman, and you—I mean, you're a woman that looks like a guy, but everyone knows it's a—it's a woman. Nobody's gonna yeah. care about. So, here's the one. Here's the one I think people really worrying about. Not, I'm gonna put it on you, man. I bet this is what you're really worrying about. Let's be honest, Jazz. Let's do it. You're gonna find one that's pretty. No, I'm not no. gonna know. You're going to no. go down there and you're going to find that penis. And here's the part you're going to hate. You're going to be excited. Nope. <laughs> you're going to feel that feminine penis and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is why I keep these dildos around all the time. Uh, Love it. Uh, not you. I'm, I'm sorry to put that on you, man. <laughs> you know, I always got some stories going in my head that I hope are real. Just a crazy guy. That's all, but it's all good. Jazz, I love you, brother. I think I've probably kept you quite too long. I think I promised <laughs> almost an hour ago I was going to let you go. But this is a good conversation. It wasn't. Boring. I think we got to the good shit. We got to the good shit finally. I know how you feel about a bit. We got the pandemic out of you. At least I'm not a boring guy, right? No. Mm -mm. That is the funnest thing about my friends, and certainly Jazz to be included in that number. Is and that's the whole reason I have this podcast, really, is because my friends they ain't boring. Yeah, you know what I take from this the most because prior I would have I was somebody, and I guess I still am. I'm a bit of a stick in the mud, but I'm I'm like you got to do things this way, and this yeah. podcast has been beautiful for me because I am learning not only that that is not true. Yeah. I'm kind of learning that I was wrong there, I guess is what I'm, I mean to say. It's a hard way to say it. But uh, but I'm also realizing that life's beautiful because everybody does have different perspectives and different outlooks. And, and I like it better. Like, how boring would life be if everybody did everything right? Duh, that's what I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you should be a little excited the next time a hairy lip, hairy lip comes into the uh, a hairy lip girl comes into your bathroom wants to pull out her her bigger schlong than yours. But I I don't care about that. When it comes, yeah. I just I mean, just I don't like the the agenda and the political thing to push this on people who don't really care about it. This is all yeah, they got to. People feel they got to because they're they don't feel the voice. Same as oppressed groups have felt their whole life. Yeah, and that's no, how I'm beginning to see this one is it's just yeah, another no, group that's I, marginalized. I don't see it as marginalized or oppression. Like when people use these words as oppressed, uh -huh. I don't know what oppression is. You know well, I, I know that there's been what 200 plus laws written against transgenders this year. And that is a form of oppression. So I, I, I mean, I, I don't, you can Imagine live for a second that it's the same as many oppressions that have been felt that have been more life-threatening on greater numbers. I don't mean to try and take away from the suffering that anybody has had in the past. And I think that's the danger that we run into 
with uh, transgenderisms or transgender and almost all of this identity question because identity comes down to suffering. That's what I learned from Westworld. Anthony Hopkins was in one good season of fucking Westworld before it turned to crap. And what we learned from that, I think, was very poignant. Suffering is the key component of life. And I noticed that if we take people's suffering and minimize it in any fashion, even if we make it easier for them at times in the very present, we're like, hey, I grabbed and I picked up, I moved this seat for you. Right. So there are times like if I help somebody in a seat, imagine they were a dude, I help him in a seat. It's like, uh -huh. whoa, weird, dude. What the fuck? Well, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make things easier on you. At the yeah. times, you, you're actually taking away their suffering or they're almost right to identity in some cases by doing so. So I, that, that's what I begin to see. I don't want to try and say it's equal to what was been in the past, yeah, but, but nothing is. In the yeah. past, we have had horrific, horrific uh not just tragedies, but like the rule of humans. Like we used to take people and put them inside of a bronze calf and then heat the belly of that until they were so starved for oxygen that they would have to put their burning lips on a horn that was running through the mouth of the uh, calf and they would breathe through the horn and it would make a moo sound while people watched and cheered their burning death. Like, like I, that to me, it takes it back to such an inhumane level of where we have been in the past. And I'm not saying we're so humane now, but we're a lot better because of the work of many people doing all the hard work of forcing these conversations, of bringing people, many people across the country didn't even know necessarily what a black man looked like until Martin Luther King started walking across the country. And so for them to be confronted with having to treat somebody as an equal was was preposterous for them. They didn't know or have any idea of this person. Yeah, but that was that, that was ingrained, that was ingrained from the beginning of the DNA of the U.S. that uh, yeah. black black women weren't equal. Even the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence had slaves. Yeah. You know? so yes. That, yes. Created equal shit. No. Was, uh, was it was not true. Was yeah, it was, they didn't even believe it themselves. And even after slavery, they had something called uh, Reconstruction. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh. Then they had desegregation. No, not, and, not, uh, no, not, even even before that. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I just these many different times that especially black people in our history. I'm kind of, I mean, because of where we sit with in history, we've seen this struggle uh, throughout, and I don't see it so much different than generations prior, because there was slavery prior to it being here on America's soil as well. And there were different practices even further and further back of ownership you know before there were dollars like it was pretty normal at some points yeah. to be slaves i'm not uh, trying to mitigate mitigate slavery uh or the horrors of it especially here on this land because it was a special here it wasn't the same like there's yeah, it was easier to have slave slavery here because obviously black people are black people so it's easy to point one out and say hey it's a black person right there. you know what is he doing mm -hmm. that oh People go to say, hey, Irish people were slaves. 
but hey, you could blend in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's there's that and, and the uh, the assimilation in the society was was quicker for people that more looked like the cultural norm here, which was white predominantly Caucasian. However, just from those histories, from watching those groups that were yearning for identity and the right to have identity, and to see, I see a righteousness to that cause for sure. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it black people having the right to have an identity. They had an identity already. You identify as whatever you are, but just to be treated fair—that's all it was about. The, the uh the rights on identity now when i well the the right to be there. right in that identity as whereas before the idea was if you want to matriculate into society you need to straighten your hair you need to talk in this way you need to act in this way and dress in this way but you still had your identity as being that person whether you had to put that that uh clown suit on just to go to work and talk different and put that wig on. You were still yeah, or name your kid Brandon. Well, mm -hmm. Brandon is such a name where, you know, I, I knew black kids back in the 70s named Brandon, so okay. I, don't a, I don't think that's the thing, you know? One of my best friends is Brandon, and uh, I'd never met any black Brandons before, I don't know, the past. I mean, almost all black Brandons that I know are about 20 years old and I'd never really met any prior to that. So yeah, I, I'm also obviously just a bigoted, simple-minded fool in this case. Okay. It's all right. And I still love you for that. But, uh, that's what I love you for is for loving me for that. Yeah. In spite of that. That's what I mean to say. Yeah, Not but, for that. Yeah. Cause that will change in me. All my problems will be worked. Uh, out. You know what? I, I look at it like this. I don't, yeah, change is good, but to try to, um, for me to beat something in your head to say, you know what, you should think like this just because of this happened. Right. I don't, I don't think that's the right thing. So that this is what I go but back. To. Aren't oh, you kind of but, doing that in the transgender case then? Well, this is why I'm going. This is why I'm going right okay. back. So for 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 transgender people, I don't have a problem with them at all. I don't. I don't. Not gonna sit and talk about them. Like, oh, that's disgusting. Why are you trying to be a man? I don't give a fuck about that. The only thing right. I care is indoctrinating little kids, because kids, you know, kids don't know. Um, they shouldn't be knowing about these things. They should be trying to get an education. And whatever you grow, how you grow up is how you grow up. But to. But what age do you school. think sex ed sh should be taught? Should it be taught in school at all? Yeah, I don't believe in that, man. I think so. You would take regular sex ed out too. Did you guys have it in your school? Nah, never had none of that shit. I don't think we really learned a lot in there, but I remember one of my friends actually became the chief of, uh, well, I won't say of where, um, but he's still say, the chief. But he asked if you could get a girl pregnant by boofing her in the butt. I would say honestly, sex ed, maybe huh. your last year of high school, probably. That's when you think you would be? Come on, but you were having sex before that. No. What, you didn't you were you were a virgin your uh, senior year? 
I didn't have sex until I was 18. Good on you. Look at you go. Keep it chased. Hewitt. Yeah. You know, That's I'm, what I'm, I expect I'm, of you. I'm, I'm a scoundrel right now, but, you know, I, I was a pretty uh, pretty good kid. You know, growing up, so. Right on. I, you know, but uh, I don't know. I just now, what I about can... if the argument is that, though? Is that, well, the kids are having sex prior to this age. So yeah, we need to kind of let them know that they should be wrapping it before they slap it. It's all for me. It's all up to up up to the parents to have these conversations with their kids and not at school. Have you, know? you met these parents? Yeah, I don't trust these parents to stand in line at Walmart. But I don't trust these. But I don't trust these schools either. But ah, yes, many of the schools also have parents. Yeah, so the school shouldn't have an authority and have these uh, kind of conversations with kids about these things, bringing these things up, you know, this, this for me, you think not, by bringing it up, it indoctrinates them. Uh, there's more than just bringing it up. They're doing a lot of more things. They have these okay. books in the library. That it's just, come on, man. It's just not, you're not, you're not banning books on me now, are you? These kind of books. What, what books? Dr. Zeus. What's got you, man? Uh, not even, the, I'm talking about the, all the, the transgender books they got out now. It's just come on. It's just too much. Have you read them, or I, well, I don't know. I, that's why yeah, I'm I just, curious your level of understanding of them too. Yeah, it's just I, it's just not. This is not. It's, it's time to think. I've seen some things that they were uh, attempting to teach, um, but what I saw that was banned was uh, from a, and I don't know what it all was banned, but I huh? saw it was banned from a teacher's lesson guide. So it wasn't even something children would ever see, but it was teaching them about inclusion. And also I feel oh. like it's probably best if somebody does have two mothers or two dads. Why, why, why do you, why this, do you, see, this is, see, this is the issue. Mm -hmm. This is the issue with this type of talk because the, the, the whole, my, my 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 way of thinking is trying to break down the the structure of the family and what because families right the, a family structure keeps everything strong a real strong family structure right it's been proven to do so yeah yes so all these little things all these even bringing in welfare even bringing in uh taking a dad out of the home because the dad can't yeah. eat it gotta collect this two, amount of two parents working all that stuff, right. they, it's just, uh, and these are all things that contribute to breaking up the, 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 the family nucleus. And that's just how I feel about it. You know, I feel, I, I definitely see that, but I don't feel, I guess that transgenderism necessarily breaks up the family nucleus. Yeah. All of that, all of that is, how, how does it do that? How? Because you're telling yeah. people, you're telling people that it's like I said, it's okay, but it's like it's it's kind of difficult to think that all these people are it's it's are doing this. It's, I feel it's a mainstream. I feel it's like a, a trend. This even even like you just said before about mm -hmm. uh, the guy going back to being Bruce. It's like I eh. think it's gonna happen. I'm calling it. Yeah, and that's fine. But I think it's just mm -hmm. a trendy thing. Another thing for people to do. Okay, no. but if even if it is like, 
Remember when everybody was growing out their uh, sideburns? That's not the same. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well, it was a trendy thing. And I just don't give a fuck. Like, let them, I let them do it. <laughs> and they could pee wherever they freaking wanted. You bring your fucking 90210 sideburns right into this bathroom, buddy, and you piss. Go ahead. Come on, bro. I think I think a lot of people are afraid to, to speak on mm. these things, to, to challenge these things, because you're not allowed to challenge these things. Mm. And do challenge these things, they equate it to someone being racist, which is not the same Well, thing. I think, well, I you certainly know? ain't about to say that. You think I'm about to try and take that, dude? You still got me by at least a hundred pounds, um, and, and and you got a life experience that I never have the right to say that in this situation of of at least calling it on on your own race. You know, I might try and put you on being racist against Jews. I heard you use that word really loosely. I'll put you on that, man. I heard you. I don't know if you eat enough bagels for that, man. You are from Brooklyn, ain't you? I got you. Kind of got to have a pass. You said you loved him. Come on, matzo ball soup. I love it. Come on. Yeah. Um. No, I I uh, I find that I don't care, and and I don't care that that anybody else is going to care. I do know though that these are the conversations, the same one we're having. Whereas mm -hmm. we will come about with probably different perspectives and takeaways, and I don't mean right. to change yours, but I do know that from these same conversations that. Uh -huh we will come with better answers. We will have better, we'll be better prepared for the future. My yeah. expectation is that we will eventually just be like, that's how some people do. Because I don't see it as destroying the family life necessarily. Cause I, I can imagine it how I'm like, well, that changes the family life though, because mm -hmm. at the point that these people can adopt or even procreate, you know, there's a womb somewhere in that. So you think, so you think a kid should be sucking on a guy's face? A kid should be sucking on a oh a guy's tit. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it lactates, yes. Come on, but you know it's not gonna lactate. If it well, then no. <laughs> That's well, this no. Is what, but this is what's going on, and people are applauding it. This is what I'm trying to say. This is idi all idiocracy. We know that men cannot have babies. We know that. But, but we do know that they can nurture them and raise them. Yes, that's fine. But we're talking about the mm -hmm. pod. The people saying men having babies. The first man, transgender guy, had a baby, but it was actually a woman with a bitch. Come on. Okay. Well, then it did have a baby. It was a guy that had a baby. No, it's not a guy. It's like, oh. I don't well, I, My words can change throughout history. I, I won't be too worried about how they change them. I remember when, when gay meant that we were having a holiday feast but, and we were on. all happy about it. You don't see that as a, you don't see that that's crazy? That people just accept this? No, because what I'm learning is that I am crazy. <laughs> so, yes, yes, I want to. Listen to me. Don't think that there isn't some, especially, look at me. My name's Kyle. I'm ready to be angry at everything. Like, I, I'm most famous for being aggro on TV. I, I'm known for nothing else. So, yes, there inside of me is a Caucasian waiting to ask to speak to your manager. But... I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to get canceled after this interview. <laughs> Well, no, because what we've learned is that you have the ability for forgiveness and anybody who has the ability for forgiveness is if, if there is something that is right, that they must learn through time, they will learn it. And if they are right, then we will learn that they were right and we can shut the fuck up. Yeah, and it we, just is, it'll be told with time. We just have to learn to 
uh, you know, people have their opinions, no matter what their opinion, uh, no matter if uh, the Mormons thought that black people were the fucking devil. That's they their did. <laughs> they, more, more, more. I think they were more directed at Indians, though. It was uh, the color of their skin that was the mark of, of Cain, as they were saying. But I think they're more worried about Indians as they traveled from New York to Utah. And so they had that's why they got that special underwear. I love this religion. They got special underwear that because they had, they had to be worried about being raped by the savage Indians as they crossed the deserts and the, the, the land. And so yeah. they had underwear that was supposed to illuminate with the brightness of God if they were tried to be raped and they, it, the, the underwear would lighten and blind all the natives. Huh. So was my understanding of, of the trek. There's that religion is fucking it's awesome. I mean, yeah, possibly but whatever, but that that's their thing. And you know, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, if that's how they feel fine, you want to be transgendered. That's fine too. But, leave the kids out of it that's all i'm saying because that's for me this is mm. when i don't like it you know? well, i hear arguments that i think get exposed not exposed i don't know that they're ever really exposed right i think that as we become smarter about our about the ways that we are easily manipulated i can be easily manipulated by the left uh, for some bleeding heart liberal ass shit i just uh -huh. am i have to guard myself against it right and right. some people are more easily swayed to another side mm -hmm. but as we learn these biases about ourselves i think we'll be in begin to find better solutions and more tolerance for other people and that that's what i'm i'm trying to have here that's all if if they go forward uh from this day on that and they they dem I, I i don't know i i feel like the school is a place where I want my kids to learn. And I see these political wedges being formed by groups that mm -hmm. have an agenda and their agenda is, um, I mean, we hear about, I think you even mentioned say a, a transgender agenda. Right. Yeah. And so there are groups that will put together the words transgender agendas, but I can know just by them putting those words together, coining that phrase that they themselves are only trying to make me aware of this gender because they have an agenda against it or a separate agenda they are worried that it interferes with. I I, I don't um so when I hear so for instance, I hear this coming from the schools a lot that can you believe they're teaching the five pillars of Islam in school? Right. And some people are shocked by that. And I don't think it's such a bad thing. And then people find out that I'm not bothered by it. But I really go back and I realize that the way they're wording this is purposely to draw, uh, it's like a clickbait title, right? right? Did you know they're teaching the five pillars of Islam in school? Yes. How about this? Did you, it, it, The question's not 100% different, but it's more accurate and it's more telling because of the difference of the two questions. The question should actually be, did you know that they're teaching several religions inside of school? Buddhist, yeah. Shintoism, and including <laughs> Islam. They're teaching right. about how the Buddhists have a belief in life and its uh, reincarnation. They're talking about how the Shintoists believe that there is a soul in every living being. And they're also talking about the five pillars of Islam. That question is far different. But one is designed to make me angry. And right. I feel like there may be that, and I'm not saying it's all that, because I don't, it's a it's a murky subject right now to try and explore but because people's passions are so high 
and it is going to the schools. And many of the arguments are coming to that. There's two arguments I hear that have the most validity. Well, one argument has the most validity actually is just like the competing in different sports. If there's an unfair advantage, you got to be careful of that. So that one I don't even really consider. But the the other two uh, questions seem to be, a, a, or concerns really seem to be about, is your are your children safe having some person in their peeing with them? You know, that could possibly be of a weird, demented person. Somebody yeah, that you already don't like because they don't answer life's most fundamental questions the same way you do. So they have a foundational attribution error far different than yours that makes you think that they are insane. Do you want them peeing with your daughter when you can't protect her? Or do you want to peeing with your son when you can't protect him? However, the answers to those, to me, kind of go away. I don't think that it's not an issue. However, at the same time, I think most laws forbid molestation inside of bathrooms and i'm not saying that makes it not happen but there are straight people in bathrooms molesting people currently too that is so true. i'm not like trying to be overly protective just of the trans i don't need to make special laws because then that is overly oppressive and it's not what my government should ever do so i kind of throw the bathroom issue a bit out i understand it you know first there's the sports issue i think that one's you really got you like just I don't think there should be yeah, if there's an unfair advantage, they shouldn't be involved. Nope. The bathroom I'm more I'm more comfortable with because there are laws that protect my children and I have to deal with sickos that might be in there. If right, my son is in a bathroom and, advantage of, yeah, uh, but, but it, no matter whether it's a, a transgender coming in there or not, he could be in danger by any number of people that go in there. Right. And I follow this now, though, that the daughters that some parents are more scared now because the daughter may be unfairly scared or be overpowered by a a, you know, a testosterone pubescent male. I just don't see that as much of an issue. And I would wait until I really see the cases that yeah, go to I'm court gonna, of the I'm assault. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to wait to see that in, in order to because say I already have cases of assault of the exact same nature that I'm not paying attention to, but they are just of of, of cisgendered people, yeah. right? So those people already those assaults are already occurring. So when I'm talking about criminal, I I want to remove criminal because I'm doing this dangerous thing of saying just because this possibility exists, then these transgenders now I'm giving them the the idea of being criminality. When I need to be able to treat them as, as normal human beings so that they can act like normal human beings and be a functioning part of society, because that's in the end what I want is just society to run good and so that I have a good life and I don't have to worry about problems. So the bathroom one, I'm kind of I, I follow people on it. I don't have the same fears there. Then there's the school one. And that one, I do hear a lot of the fear of uh, political wedges. Okay. That doesn't mean that they're not fair and I'm not, I'm not aware of them. I'm, I haven't been wading into that issue of what exactly they're teaching in the schools okay. because we have boards of schools and they are elected students and they, and they do all these different curriculum things that we do have abilities to control. So okay. if people get involved with their local governments, they'll be able to control those things already and they'll be able to voice their concerns. And they are. And that's why we see so many of these things ha happening at the at the local meetings. But they're driven now in large uh, group uh, by sentiment against and anger against these people that exist now. 
And mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and take away anybody's right to exist or how, how crazy I think it's crazy. I do. Like, I'm not going to take my penis and push it inside of me and have another penis pushed inside of it. It's not any desire that I have to do that to me is crazy. However, I don't give a fuck what somebody else is working on. Right. Like if that floats their boat, like we know, yeah. cause we got yeah. friends that like split their tongues and they dye their eyeballs black. <laughs> right. We got friends that hang from hooks in ceilings and swing around. Yeah. Right. So like we got some freaky ass friends. I'm not trying to say your pursuit of happiness isn't somewhere else. I understand where we get scared that it's in riding on our, um, our own issues. But at the same time, as I watch the people that bring forward the ideas of these anger and wedge or divisive issues that I see, and many times they word them in these ways, like, did you know they're teaching the five pillars of Islam? Like these kind of ways to get clip bait. They have been, since my whole life, it's been a conservative movement, and they have been rewarding corporations in a large, heavy-handed fashion in every chance that they get. I've watched Newt Gingrich do things to the, the Senate uh, that I wasn't even aware of the implications that would have on my life today. Um, but now, in going, I mean, I was young. I didn't even know. I just knew a name, Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Going back through history and seeing what they have done as the Republican Party, the conservative party, it has not helped as much as it is hurt, in my opinion. So I come away with an idea that they're using these wedge issues, these one voter issues to build up boogeymen, create a lot of fear inside of my country against its fellow citizens, creating turmoil and unrest. And they're doing it for the purpose of obfuscating for the huge corporate tax cuts that they have ushered in every time that we have had a Republican president or a Republican-led um, Congress or Senate. It's so strong when these things happen that we have maybe not noticed it, but we have given up corporate... Anytime the taxes... It, like it's corporations and then it's incomes of households, right? Okay. So it's the working class corporations. They are what feed America. That's where it gets its taxes. And anytime one of them gets a cut, I'll, whether it be a child tax credit or um, a fucking subsidy for farming for mm -hmm. a large corporation subsidies that were generally meant for smaller farmers so that they could compete inside of the larger marketing of the agricultural uh, giants that then were emerging. However, those subsidies were then used in some fashion to reward the very giant corporate people that they were trying to equalize the playing field. And now our food is in a different situation and we have a lot less small growers because right. of those very things. I've watched this. It continues to happen. It will continue to happen. And I believe it happens mostly because we get fed up of these, these single issue votes. Christianity is one of them. And so when they try to define the Christian, they go after sexuality because yeah. it's the big wedge. It used to be race. I don't see it as too much different now because I always see it as the same evil impetus. You want to obfuscate what you're actually doing in the dark with your actual legislation and you're doing it by raising fears of me for my fellow man, whatever fear it might be, it might be a just one, you know, one that really plays upon my bias. I hate people that put their dicks inside of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate them people so much. So it's easy for me to vote for this group, not realizing that they're selling out my future to the corporations that they have allowed citizens United to have, um, which needs to be, 
taken back. Like that's not, doesn't make sense to me that we should be able to allow corporations to give untold amounts of money to political groups. It seems dangerous. It was the very thing that John Adams warned us about, right? Madison was even a little worried about it. So with my small amount of history of the, mm -hmm. of, of those things, and then watching it throughout my lifetime, what has happened, I see that every single time a Republican group gets in, they lose. If, if I watch the polls, if more people votes, the easier it is for people to vote. This is a statistic that we know Democrats will win. We saw it with Joe Biden's victory uh, with the mail-in ballots. It wasn't that they were easy to fabricate. It's it was easy to do. And they've made it hard in many cases. Republicans oftentimes make it hard for people to vote. That's just true. They work at making voting regulations stricter. I don't know that that's good or bad. You can argue that. What I will know is that uh -huh. they always do it, that it's always on one side. It's always on this Republican side. And I will then note that every single time more people vote, they vote Democrat as opposed to voting Republican. The a Republican has not won the popular election for president since uh, what, Reagan. Reagan was the last one, I think, to have the popular vote. Damn, not to, I mean, but and that's not so many presidents, but that's still a telltale sign of the way that it goes. So we keep on seeing uh, Republicans that are interested in gerrymandering the polls of sorts. They actually did so greatly with Karl Rove in 2000, which is a whole nother story. If you want to read a book called Rat Fucked, it's really interesting on it. However, so when they when they looked into these um, local parties and they began to strengthen up their ability to change the demographic of an area by gerrymandering a district with the use of google it gave the ability and what they typically do they always do is they marginalize the votes of the marginalized peoples so black votes are typically being stifled and and directed in a way and i'm not saying that's wrong we have said this is right for every party that is in control of the local electorates to do. We have said that since the dawn of time. It might need to change, though. We see that these Republicans have um, thwarted the desire to, to, or the ability to vote because it rewards them, right? So also now, then I imagine that they need to get votes, and they're going to get votes that I know from abortion. No, I don't care about abortion. I'm really not even, I'm, I'm, I'm in a heterosexual marriage. I'm not having any more kids. It's been snipped. It's not an issue to me. Right. But to some people, it matters so much that they don't care how you tax, how you tax them and relieve the taxes of the corporates. They will happily vote just on abortion. And there's another group of people that will happily vote just on guns. You fucking take my guns away. Fuck you. I will vote to keep my guns. I don't care what you do to my taxes. If you give me my guns, I'm sure that I will be able to shoot away your taxes. It doesn't work like that. People miss power. People miss power throughout the history of time. People misunderstand power. And we have this imagination that power comes from the ability to kill. And it never has been as nearly as strong as the ability to uh, feed, right? Or, or provide. Yeah. And, and, and like, these are more important, but anyway, so that's abortion and, um, and and uh, and guns are wrapped up in these. So it makes sense to me that this group of people, conservatives generally, will have to raise anger over wedge issues. And to do that, they have typically made boogeymen. 
Hillary Clinton supposedly killed 37 people. If Donald Trump had killed 37 people, I would have voted for him. Like, it, it's it's amazing thing. Like, if you could kill 37 people and get away with it, I don't know. There's some level of power and admiration that is deserved. Oh, but they, people, some people could get away with it. They, they made a boogeyman. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they, I think they, I, and you're right, like, if you get a boogeyman, man, I'm just going on, ain't I? I'm going on way too far. Hey, now I'm talking about, I, yeah, yeah, here's the problem, brother. You know what? I've been building up this issue of transgenderism for weeks now because I've been forcing myself to see them as people that I love because I, I've been, I'm serious, dude, and it's been changing, so it's changed a lot, and then I've been building it up, and I haven't done a podcast in two weeks, and now I'm just exploding on you, like, man, I think this or that. Hey, and you like You like it? I love it, brother. I love it. I love it. I love it that you like it. Um, I love you too, brother. And thanks for being a part of this podcast. But let's wrap it up and let you get back to your day. I've been on here three hours chewing your ear off. You like that, right? Yeah, I do. Quite a bit. I hope I'm, More, the, I hope I'm the most exciting guest. Uh, man, sausage was really good. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I've just got to give you something to fight against, man. Yeah, no, it's been good. Make sure we do it again. You going to come on here again? For sure. All right. All right. Then we'll, when we solved all the answers, let's we'll come on here. We'll, we'll tie them together. We'll let people know what we figured. Let's do it. All right. I appreciate it, brother. Love you as always. Hey, give me, um, you know, I should have done this at the beginning and I'll probably have a list of them, uh, on, on my, on my page too, but what is your Instagram? So people can follow along. My Instagram is big daddy jazz, but the jazz has one Z, not two, one Z. Big. That's the trick. J A Z. That's it. Because you only need one. That's it. That's all you need is one. You got Big Daddy Jazz. You only need one Z. All right. Love you, brother. We'll see you again soon. All right, my friend.